Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. Welcome, everybody, live from the Bell Tower, as we are calling yes. it. This is the Break the Bell podcast live edition. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. And you are uh, actually listening to this later on, the pre, uh, the post-recorded version of this. It's not live for you, and you're missing out. But you are. we definitely are, are grateful for those who are still listening, even though they're not live. But... Um, if you are joining us live, you have the opportunity to uh, see all our mishaps, like commercials deciding to pop up and play during my, my intro music. So yeah. if you heard that, that, that's what that was. That wasn't us trying to sneak in something cool or, yeah. or anything. No, that was just a commercial I, ad that I'm popped up. I'm hoping as we get going and, and we get like you know, a little bit bigger and stuff, we'll have like somebody parachute into the room or something. That would be sweet. I don't know how that's possible, I, but well, I'm, I'm sorry for your house, but it would be cool. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. That would um, that would be interesting to yes. say the least. So again, welcome to the Break the Bell podcast. We are the show that um, brings you the news and also promotes um, not letting yourself get screwed over by anyone. Really, we yes. promote free speech. We promote um, all the freedoms. Really, um, that's why we yeah. started this whole thing and. Now we're live, and yeah. before we get into this, we need to get our coffee fix in for the week. Again. Yes. Uh, I had it for the weekend wrap-up. Yeah, where's your coffee, Bill? I, I was running a little behind today, and I didn't you grab were, it. You were running very behind. This week's episode, and as well as every other episode, is brought to us by the uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee, which is what just happened. Oh my god, I am failing so very miserably at this. There we are. Run your mouth coffee. Apparently the show did not want to. It edited it out. It it's just like, nope, disappeared. Not it's doing like, it. It's not brought to you it. by Beep. <laughs> Run your mouth coffee is, YouTube. is the official coffee of the Break the Bell co uh, podcast. The Break the Bell coffee. Break yes. the Bell podcast. Man, we are just, I, I am doing terrible here. Well, okay, okay. It's daylight savings. <laughs> That's got to be it. That's got to yes. be it. So we're, 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 we're facing the lag. That is that something, something like yes. that. Run Your Mouth Coffee, promoted or created by promoters of free speech. <laughs> promote people, promote businesses that promote free speech. Support businesses that promote free speech. Um, they are, it, the creators of this are Matt Odermatt of the Lines of Liberty podcast and Ben Pangi of the Homestead and Homeschools podcast. They um, love free speech. They love 
all the freedoms, just like we do. So yeah. they, they came up with their own brand of coffee, and it is delicious. Here, here's my cup, just to prove that I'm drinking it. Um, definitely check them out at rymcoffee.com. Like I said, promote businesses that promote free speech, especially yes. the small businesses. This time, right now, with all this pandemic stuff, for the last year, um, it is more important than ever to promote the small businesses because yeah. those are the ones that are getting screwed over royally the most out royally. of all of this stuff. And it doesn't seem to be getting a whole lot better, even no. though we got the whole stimulus package and stuff, which is pumping out a little bit of uh, PPP loans and stuff to yeah. uh, small businesses. That I mean, that's not going to really make the cut. Yeah. A lot of a lot of that stimulus uh, package, like especially the um, the 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 checks, the fourteen hundred dollar checks, all that's doing is going right back to Amazons and Walmarts and yeah. the and the oh, TV producers and, and 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 gun companies and gun. <laughs> hopefully, gun companies. That's what that's what I'm going to buy. That's me too. But if you're going to buy a gun, go to a small local business. Go to a small yeah. local shop or like a gun show or something. Don't go to the big box stores because Guns are us. They are getting enough of our money already. Promote small businesses. Promote free speech. Drink. Run your mouth coffee. RYMcoffee.com. Um, promo code break the bell. Get 10% off your order. Also free shipping um, just by telling them that we sent you to them. So check them out, rymcoffee.com. That is our coffee fix for today. And don't let me forget. It tastes like freedom. Bill likes me to do that, so I have to do it. Ooh. Because Bill doesn't have coffee to do it. I know, I know. Maybe over break I'll get some. I feel like we're really rushed today, probably yeah. because of daylight savings time. Yeah. The fact that you just walked in the door. I know, I know. Um, that's okay. I, 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 I was feeling the burn, and I, I fell asleep when I got off of work. And <laughs> okay. so I woke up, and I'm like, oh, shit, I need oh, to go. it's time to go. I would have just started it without you. I know you would And let you walk in and just and be, like, be like, I'm here. Yep. <laughs> so how's everybody doing today? How you doing, Bill? I'm um, doing well. Yeah? I'm doing well, yeah. yeah. How's uh, daylight savings treating you besides needing the nap? You know, I was fine until I got home from work. <laughs> yeah. I um, We had intended to hit the gym this morning. Right. Yeah. And then um, you had sent me a thing saying, hey, it's supposed to ice to yeah. tonight. We so, had a snowstorm last night. Yeah. Maybe we should ice hold storm. off. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we'll hold off. And then I'm glad because daylight savings kicked my ass this yeah. morning. I could barely drag myself out of bed when it was time to yeah. go to work. I think I was like 10 minutes late getting to work yeah. because of it. But, but we're on for tomorrow morning. We are. Yes. We are. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make it happen. We are going yes. to the gym tomorrow. How's everybody out there in virtual land? Um, hopefully people are watching. Uh, invite your friends to watch us because that's how yeah. we get this bigger. I mean, we can only stretch ourselves so far through across the social media platforms. And yeah. a lot of this comes from you promoting us, too. You guys are our biggest sponsors, as we say every week. Um, you guys listening, you guys pushing our content out there, talking to other people. Uh, that's how we get the stuff out there. So definitely uh, invite your friends, even yes. if even if it's people that you don't think might agree with what we're talking about. Maybe yeah. those are the people that maybe they're people that want to argue, and you just want to see what they sound like. Yes, when they call in, have them call <laughs> in. Yes, if they want to argue with us and tell us that we are full of shit, because we are full of shit. Well. Have them call in. We will have the opportunity. As as we have in the last few weeks to call in later on in the show, and we'll post the link, the Zoom link for that uh, when that time comes. Absolutely. So, so that way, people aren't just jumping in all yeah. over throughout the show, which I don't mind that. But Zoom only allows us to like have like one hour of the same link. Mm. So I want 
that link to be available when it's time for Collins. So we will get to there. So if you do want to argue about what we're talking about, definitely call in because we want to hear from you. If you agree with what we're talking about, definitely call in. This week, Congress signed the monstrous, the monstrosity stimulus bill. What was this bill called? (laughs) So the last one was the CARES Act, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know if this one actually had like a, just an actual name. I think it was just the Coronavirus Gar- Relief Act. Coronavirus Gargantuan yeah. Godzilla Which, I, I, I had seen earlier that this is the one-year anniversary of the 15 uh, days to uh, flatten the curve. So, so now we are one year and fifteen days in. Yes, and the, has the curve flattened? Do we I, know? Have they even? <laughs> do they even give us the numbers? I, I, on I don't the curve? think they. No, they, because they don't care. It was never about flattening the curve. Right. You know, it was about uh, taking what they could and run with it. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, obtain as much power as physically yeah. possible and give none of it back. And, and you know, it, like Joe Biden said, you know, if we do what we we're supposed to and we all do our part, then maybe we can celebrate Fourth of July with our family and friends. Well, remember when the whole contested or the whole what was the state that had the the runover elections? Runoff oh, elections? Georgia. 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 Remember when um he went to them and was just like, If if you vote blue, I promise you the two thousand dollar checks. Right. Yeah. I promise you that this will happen. So I guess in a way he sort of kind of fulfilled his promise. I mean some people like AOC yeah. are saying no, you didn't because you said two thousand dollars, yeah, and this fourteen hundred just adds to the six hundred from the last one to yeah. make two thousand. So that's what you know they call it the coronavirus relief, and you know we talked that I, I think this is his his payoff bill, you know where he's paying mm-hmm. off all the people he owes money to, and yeah. uh, as we'll go as we'll see as we go through it, you know he's paying off a lot of people that that you know can help him out in the long run. Oh, absolutely. Well, we are going to get to that. Yes. We have a whole show dedicated specifically to this coronavirus, COVID. I I think we should call it Porkapalooza. I called it, um, what did I, what did I title it? That the live stream was like COVID relief or packaged pork. Yes. So I, I I think I'm leaning more towards packaged pork on this one because, um, once we go through some of the stuff, I feel like they cover the tracks a little bit better than in the last one where it's just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Again, the, the $1,400 checks to the people. I mean, that's what's taking a lot of the brunt of the media coverage Mm -hmm. you know it's not the all the other crap that's going on right but we're gonna we're gonna take a look at some of that crap so we're gonna get into this intro video and then we will get right to that so your purveyors of crap hold on tight because here we go go what did you say you talking to me what what the heck are you talking about what did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? 
Who are you talking to? All right, we are here. We are live. It's time to get the show going. Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Um, I checked the live feed. We are live as far as I can tell. Um, I don't see on my phone where you can leave a comment. Mm. So if you can leave comments, leave a comment so we know that you're able to leave comments. Bill, are you able to leave comments on this? Let me take a look here. All right, while you do that, we'll just get right into the show, huh? Once again, we are talking about the monstrous monstrosity of a stimulus package, which people are calling the biggest, the biggest um, government relief package since the Great Depression. And we're going to take a look at that, too, because I got some articles, I got some stuff to compare it to, uh, like the post uh, or the during the Great Depression era, the different government programs and and government funding that went into like the green De- or not the green deal. Oh my God, the the New Deal, and yes. how that um, how that money funneled to different programs and stuff, and how that um, boosted the big government. That was kind of the start of the big right. the whole big government. Yeah, like the government running everything. Yeah, the fe- right. the federal government blew to an exorbitant size mm-hmm. during the New Deal. So um, during the second half, I think I'm going to dig into that a little bit and just kind of compare it to. That, this current yeah, situation yeah. and this current stimulus package. You also got the um, the uh, the big one from uh, Linda B. Johnson. That was a big. Which one was that one? I don't <sighs> know. Was that the was that the war on poverty one? Yeah, that's the war on poverty one. Okay, the the one that went into welfare. The... So, what is this stimulus package that we got going on? What is this stuff that we are talking about? So this article says the House gives the final approval to Biden's 1.9 trillion pandemic relief bill. Do you know how many zeros a trillion is? That's uh, a lot. It's 12, <laughs> 12 zeros. zeros. That's 12 crazy. 12 zeros. I can't even like imagine 12 zeros. So this was last updated March 15th. So today actually this oh, article came nice. out. So it says the bill which President Biden is expected to sign Friday. This is from New York Times. Uh, sends direct payments to many Americans. Ex- it expands a child tax credit and extends a $300 weekly unemployment supplement. That all sounds well and good, right? It does. Um, you want to tip that mic a little towards your face? You're kind of quiet. I like to hear you. Sorry. The Senate confirmed more members of the president's cabinet as well. What does that have to do with this bill? Yeah, we're totally dead. We're dead dead? We're dead dead. Well, that's unfortunate. All right, everybody, we are back. We are streaming, hopefully. Um, we lost our internet feed, so I had to restart some shit. So hopefully everything is back running. I've got green lights now instead of red lights, which is usually a good thing. Well, we're just going to keep rolling with it. Let's get back into that article. So this article again says... The approval to Biden's 1.9 trillion pandemic relief plan says the bill which President Biden is expected to sign on Friday. So this must have this must have been written last week. It says it was okay. updated today, but it's, it says it's expected to sign Friday. So, but it's already been signed. Okay. Um, it, it says it expands or it, it gives direct payments to many Americans, extends 
the 300 unemployment supplement and expands the child tax credit. So, again, all that stuff sounds well and good. Right. That sounds like all the stuff everybody's asking for. But what doesn't say mention there is all the other stuff that's in this bill. Right. Let's let's keep going to see what they say about this 1.9 trillion almost 2 trillion dollar bill. 2 with 12 zeros behind it. Congress gave final approval on Wednesday to President Biden's sweeping nearly 1.9 trillion stimulus package as Democrats acted over unified Republican opposition to push through an emergency pandemic aid plan that carries out a vast expansion of the country's social safety net. It's interesting that they say the the Republican opposition was unified. Yeah. Wasn't the Democrat it was unified, unified when they there voted were, for it? Yeah, it was all unified. It says, by a vote of 220 to 211, the House sent the measure to Mr. Biden for his signature, cementing one of the largest injections of federal aid since the Great Depression. That's insane. Yes. Which some of the stuff we're going to get into later actually says that this is actually... More than what they funneled, like pushed into the economy during the Great Depression. It would provide another round of direct payments for Americans, an extension of federal jobless benefits, and billions of dollars to distribute coronavirus vaccines, provide relief for schools, states, tribal governments, and small businesses struggling during the pandemic. Does it, though? This legislation is about giving the backbone of this nation, the essential workers, the the working people who built this country, the people who keep this country going, a fighting chance, Mr. That's Biden said. Sounds very honorable. Yes, very nice of him. He said he looked forward to signing what he called a historic piece of legislation. Do you know why this is a historic piece of legislation? Because it's historically huge, <laughs> and it huge gives a amount lot of spending. Of money. Yes, that is a really short phone cable. I don't know if it's going to work for you. It'll be. It'll work. The vote capped off a swift push by Mr. Biden and Democrats to address the toll of the coronavirus pandemic and begin putting in place their broader economic agenda. There's the key ingredient there. Yeah. This is the start of pushing their broader economic agenda, which we've speculated on. They haven't really come out and said a whole lot on, but it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. This is just a start. Once you start spending... Yeah. By the trillions like this, mm-hmm. it's easy to spend yeah. by and, the trillions. And I saw that this is going to take our, our national debt up to $28 trillion. That's insane. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah. The bill is estimated to slash poverty by a third this year. Will it, though? And potentially cut child poverty in half. Will it? <laughs> Will it, with expansion of tax credits, food aid, and rental and mortgage assistance. Mr. Biden and congressional Democrats planned an elaborate effort to promote it throughout the country, uh, seeking to highlight an array of measures, including tax credits for children and en- and enhanced unemployment aid through Labor Day. Um, goes on to say the effort will begin on Thursday with a primetime address by Mr. Biden. So oh, we got to tune in for that. I'm sure we <laughs> that came last Thursday. This yeah. is probably old. Like I said, it says oh. March 15th. But this had to have been written last week. Yes. He did talk on Thursday. That's where he came out with the whole Independence oh, Day thing. Oh, yes, so. yes, yes. The campaign is intended to build support for provisions they hope to make permanent in the years to come. Oh, boy. There you go. Yeah. And to punish Republicans politically for failing to support it. <laughs> this is the New York Times. Yeah. So it's not like... Right. A right-wing media source saying right, they're same. just pu- punishing Republicans for not yeah. supporting it. it. This is 
blatantly saying the campaign intends to build support to make these things permanent in the yeah. coming years and punish Republicans and for not backing they, it. Again, they and they can do that. They have the majority in both, so they can just push anything through they want, and yeah. Republicans just got to deal with it. Well, yeah, especially financial stuff like this that yeah. doesn't require, like budget issues don't require the 60% right. yeah. um, majority. majority. But this just needs a basic majority, 51%. Rather than haggle with Republicans who wanted to scale back the package, Democrats fast-tracked their own measure through the House and Senate without pausing to court Republican support. Big surprise. Yeah, right. All about that unity and bipartisanship mm -hmm. and making right. this deal together. But no, this clearly says, oh, we just they just fast-tracked their own, sidestepped Republican support. They stayed remarkably united in doing so, with just one Democrat representative, Jared Golden of Maine, voting against the final measure. I wonder why he voted against it. That is interesting. This is the most consequential legislation that many of us will ever be a party to, Nancy Pelosi of California. She says Senate. a lot because she's been in the Senate for 50 years. Yes, and this is the most consequential. Earlier, she had dismissed the lack of Republican support and said opponents would not hesitate to claim credit for popular elements of the plan, saying it's typically that they vote no and take the dough. <laughs> That's the politician's way of saying haters going to hate. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Vote no and take the dough. What is going on? Go away. God, everything is going wrong right now. <laughs> As if to make her point, Senator Roger Wicker, Republican of Mississippi, tweeted approvingly just hours after the bill passed about the $28.6 billion included for targeted relief for restaurants. His post did not mention that he voted no. <laughs> what a dick. It's like, this is going to help you guys a ton. I'm so excited by it. said, I'm not going to vote for $1.9 just because it has a couple of good provisions, he later told reporters. But you can't brag about <laughs> the part that you like. Yeah. The measure will provide $350 billion for state, local, and tribal governments, $10 billion for critical state infrastructure projects, 14 for distribution of vaccine, $130 billion to primary and secondary schools, it also has 30 for a transit agency, 45 for rental, utility and mortgage assistance. There's a whole bunch of stuff to unpack, which I have other articles that unpack it better than. This is just vaguely say. throwing this together. I have other stuff that, that unpacks this a little bit say, better. This, this, is, this is framed very nicely mm -hmm. when, you, when you consider everything that's actually in there. Very nicely, but also um, slapping the wrist of the Republicans that had nothing to do right. with it. Like and punishing the Republicans for not supporting this. I wonder how many pages. Did they ever come out and say how many pages this bill was? Because oh, I know God, it was huge. her like $3 trillion package, wasn't it like a 1,000 pages or something? Yeah, it was up there. So what do you think so far? Does this sound good so far to you? Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds great. You know, I mean, except for the, the price tag on there, it sounds like they're trying to help out a lot of people, you know, state, local, tribal governments, critical state infrastructure, vaccines, which I'm not a party to, uh, but schools, um, transit agencies, utility, mortgage assistance, small businesses. How could you not like that? A little like bit that? for everyone. Right. Everybody Just gets a little piece of the pie, yes. which is ironic because yesterday was pie day. It was pie day yesterday. Did you have pie yesterday? I did not. I didn't have pie either. I, no. It provides another round of direct payments to American taxpayers, sending checks of up to $1,400 to individuals making up to $80,000, single parents earning $120,000, or couples 
uh, of no more with household incomes of no more than one hundred sixty thousand. One hundred sixty thousand seems like a lot. It seems like a lot to me. Maybe maybe it's just because we're in Iowa. And the the average is not anywhere close to one hundred sixty thousand, yeah, right. because it's supposed to be helping low income, low to mid income people right. bounce back. And one hundred sixty thousand seems well above, yeah. to me at least, above the the low income level. But again, you got places like California or like New York where the average income's quite a bit higher than what we have here. Right. So there's that. There's that bill. All that money, and like you said, it it sounds good. It's going to COVID relief programs. It's going to um, like direct payments. It's going to school relief. It's going to um, this tax credit, child tax credit. Right. Yeah. So everybody's getting a nice little boost. Right. 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 I mean, it's going to cut poverty in half. Right. Yeah. Uh, by a third, not in oh, half. A third. No, let's not My get bad. carried away. Here. Okay, okay. It's okay. by a third, and like it says, it's a it's this historic piece of legislation. Well, if they would have put the minimum wage up there, then they would definitely get rid of poverty. But yeah, a hundred percent poverty. So I feel you, AOC. Yeah, yeah, we do. So I have another article. Let me see if I can find it. Of what's act? What else is in this thing? I I don't know what happened to it. I don't know. No, but anyway, here's uh, there's the whole child tax credit was one thing I wanted to to bring up. Yeah, because I didn't even see that in there originally. No, and that that popped up like it kind of popped up after it was passed in the Senate, I oh, think. Okay. That's when people started talking about it. It almost seemed like people didn't thoroughly read this before it got sent through because well, like I said it was like 2 or 3 days later yeah. when we had heard, "Hey, the Senate passed this thing." And then two or three days later, it's like, hey, there's this tax credit. And she's yeah. like, oh, so right. is that in the stimulus or is this something else? Right. No, it's in the package. So it almost seems like it was something that was just like overlooked. Yeah. And then when it got sent back, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, that was there too. Yeah. So what this um, child tax thing is, is people get a child tax, like especially lower income. I'm not exactly sure what the level is of people that get this tax credit of, what is it, $2,000 a child currently? Right, yeah. And they're bumping that up to for um, for lower income. They're bumping it up to thirty six hundred. Okay. And f- so, and they're for middle income. They're bumping it up a little bit, not quite the thirty six hundred. So I think we would be getting. It wasn't quite the sixteen hundred extra. It was like maybe like twelve hundred extra or something right. like that. Yeah. So, but the way it's going to work is instead of. On the end of, at the end of the year, when you go file your taxes, um, the, that two thousand dollars per kid gets figured into your tax return. Right. So that's why some families get like five thousand dollars back when they only paid a couple thousand dollars mm. in taxes, is because of this child tax. Have more kids. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I I had a friend that had a baby. I think it was December, like twenty ninth. He had a baby. And he had a shirt on that said "Daddy's little tax credit" on it because it doesn't matter when your kid's born as long right. as it's born this year, you get that two thousand dollars. So he only had this kid two days of the year, and he got this two thousand dollar tax credit. So, like I said, though, um, typically that comes at the when you file your taxes, and you get that back as your uh, with part of your tax return. Well, they decided to change that, and for six months they are giving direct yeah. payments 
for this tax credit, from what right. I understand. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. So yeah, if the kid's uh, under six, it's three hundred dollars. That was it. It wasn't. Kid. It wasn't based on income. Right. It was based on age. Yeah, and from six to seventeen, it's two hundred fifty dollars a month per kid. per month. Yes, I did kind of the math on this, and like I said, per kid you get two thousand dollars back. Say you you have a five year old, you right. get two thousand dollars back on your your tax return. Yeah. So, the way this is set up, if you have a five-year-old, you get $300, you said? A month, yeah. A month. Times six months. Right. So, six months of that, $300 times six is $1,800. Yeah. Which is half of that. It's six months worth of that. Right. And then the other six months gets put on your tax return, which is eighteen. So, you get $1,800 back now on your tax return instead of $2,000 back. Right. So, I, I mean, yes, you get more money. But at the tail end of it, like sometimes I'm barely making it to like even out on my tax return because right. of the, the stupid tax laws and stuff. And I've got um, I don't even have all the dependents claimed that I'm supposed to claim like they tell you to claim for head of a household to claim right. for each dependent to claim if you're the like I could be claiming up to I think I only claim like two and I'm still yeah. like kind of almost not breaking even. Hmm. So, especially when you include state tax in there, too. State always screws us over. Oh, yeah. State sucks. So now, yes, they're giving us more, but at the end of the year, our returns are actually going to be lower because you're only getting 1800 And I see what they're trying to do here, like spread it out so you can actually use that money throughout the year, which makes more sense. Right. Wouldn't it make more sense, though, to just not take so much tax money? Well, but that's if you have the (laughs) perception that that's your money. No, that's so, yeah, but but from, the government doesn't look at it as your money. They look at it as, as theirs, their, as theirs, but, and, they're, and it, they're gifting it back to right, you. Right, right. What I understand though is they're sending you a check for this two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, wanted it spend less government money. Yes, to just leave that two hundred fifty dollars in our check. Yes. And not take it? Yes. And wouldn't that just make more sense? It, it would make more sense to people like us, Instead yes. of the IRS or the yes. federal employees, yes. like, figuring out how much tax money we owe, we pay that in, then they turn around, they write a check, and they hand mm-hmm. it back to us. Yeah, absolutely. And it was released today that Joe Biden is looking at a massive tax hike. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yes. So I got this... <laughs> Next section here, like we're gonna get into the different sections of this this yes. bill, but apparently there was a last minute add to the st- stimulus bill, and it doesn't even say the date. This one, oh, March twelfth, so two days ago. So I didn't hear this until today. This last minute add. Okay. So this got slipped in from what what this article says again. This New York Times. Right. Last-minute add to the stimulus bill could restrict state tax cuts. So the states are getting aid from this. Yes. But not all the states. No. Just the the important states. Yes. So what they don't want, though, is for the states to turn around and cut taxes. Right. And— because they still want you paying as much as oh, you're going absolutely. to pay. Well, they got to pay. They for want this the state shit. to pay as much as they can. They got to so, pay for this. Yes, and so they don't want the states to turn around and cut taxes. So, yeah. like, if your state is a little bit under budget this year, and the stimulus 
um, relief money, like put your state back up in the positive, don't, you're not going to cut taxes for this. No. It says Republicans say Congress is infringing on the state sovereignty by trying to limit the ability of local governments to control their finances. Uh, it says a last-minute change to the uh, economic relief package that President Biden signed into law this week includes a provision that could temporarily prevent states that receive government aid from turning around and cutting taxes. The restriction, which was added by Senate Democrats, is intended to ensure that states use federal funds to keep their local economies humming and avoid drastic budget cuts and not simply use the money to subsidize tax cuts. So they don't want drastic budget cuts. What is wrong with a drastic budget cut? Because they got to pay for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> is that your go-to answer? It is. No, I mean, I'm, that's, that's... I'm just saying there'd be less to pay for yeah. if there was drastic budget no, cuts. The I, whole <laughs> thing needs drastic budget cuts. Yes. No, I, I believe me, I know that. The provision is causing alarm among some local officials, primarily Republicans, who see the move as federal overreach, no shit, <laughs> and fear conditions attached to the money will impede upon their ability to manage their budgets as they see fit. Officials are scrambling to understand what strings are attached to the $220 billion that is expected to be parceled out among the states, territories, and tribes, and are already pressing the Treasury Department for guidance about the restrictions they will face if they take federal money. So that's kind of shitty. It's just like, well, we yeah. got this money to help you out, but you got to do it our way. Right, right. Well, and that's, I mean, that's how the government works. But also, I mean, the states that are primarily getting most of the money are not states known to cut taxes. They're now, states that are known to jack taxes up. Well, the states that are, the way they're dishing out this money is based on the unemployment level of that state. Right. And primarily, the higher unemployment rates are the ones that had more shut down economies and yes. more um, like strict COVID yes. <laughs> response. So those are the Which ones like New York. to be New York, California, California Michigan, Illinois. Which, coincidentally, New York is Chuck Schumer. Yeah. California's Nancy Pelosi, right? <laughs> the ones that are yeah, it's um, highly democratic states. Yes, under the new law, twenty-five billion will be divided equally among the states, while one hundred sixty-nine billion will be allocated based on a state's unemployment rate. That's what yeah. I say. States can use the money for pandemic-related costs, offsetting lost revenue, to provide essential government services, and for water, sewer, and broadband infrastructure projects. Yes. What does broadband have to do with this? There's always this complaint that rural people don't have internet, so they can't work they're from home. They're never going to have internet. Well, they're they're working on it. They're pro prohibited from depositing the money into pension funds, a key worry of Republicans in Congress, and cannot use funds to cut taxes by legislation, regulation, or administration through 2024. So zero state tax cuts, it sounds like, if they take this money. Zero state right. tax cuts for the next three years. Yeah. That's what's the odds that any state turns this money down? Yeah. I mean I'm, I'm I mean I don't know. I don't know how this works. But it says Democrats slipped the new language into legislation last week after several senators from the party's moderate wing expressed concern that some states would seize an opportunity to use emergency relief money to subsidize tax cuts. They worked with Senator Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, on language for the amendment, according to a Democrat uh, Senate aide. Joe Manchin III, a Democrat of West Virginia, explained why he pushed for the language in a briefing this week. 
arguing that states should not be cutting taxes at a time when they need more money to combat the virus. He urged states to postpone their plans to cut taxes. How in the world would you cut your revenue during a pandemic and still need dollars? Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon said the funds were meant to keep teachers and firefighters on the job and prevent the gutting of state and local services that we saw during the Great Recession. So, <laughs> a lot of things there. I mean, I understand that if if your state is like taking bailout money, yeah, and that's what I think this all is—is is bailout money. Yeah, I, I mean, you can it call is. it what you want. It's bailout money. Yeah, if your state's taking it, I understand. Like. You should be tapping into your own resources right. first before yeah. taking federal funding. Right. If you don't want the federal government telling you what to do and regulating um, how you do it, then you should be doing everything you can as a state to not need the federal government. Right. So, yeah, I, I kind of understand what they're saying here, but I also understand on the other side, well, they're, they're very unclear what the strings attached to this money yeah. are. Like and, what? Like how? <laughs> how much of their soul do they sign away if they take some of this bailout right. money? Yeah, and I I bet you there are states that turn it down. You think so? Yeah, I could see states like South Dakota turning it down. Florida, maybe. Florida, maybe Iowa. Which you know? those are states that didn't do too bad during the pandemic. Right. Well, they, didn't they didn't totally shut down. down. Yeah. So we've got schools. We have got school aid. We've got yes. which schools need lots of aid. Yeah. And, <laughs> There are certain things that I understand, and I've always said this. If the government is going to throw money at anything, it should be the school system. Yeah, absolutely. On the other hand, usually when the government gets involved at the school, then it's when it becomes like indoctrination. um, Whenever the government touches anything, it it screws up. And some of those, I mean, you have teachers' unions preventing schools from reopening. Yeah. Right? Right. I I believe Oregon is one of them. Yeah, um, and then those same unions are the ones turning around. They're like, why aren't we opening the schools? Right, yeah, you, you these know. kids need it. Yeah, but they're the ones kind of stopping it. Right. So what do you think? Should should they be allowed to cut taxes? Should they even be taking this freaking money? You know, it, it, it's <laughs> kind of like I always tell, you know, if you're going to live in my house, you follow my rules. Well, if you're going right. to take the money, yeah, you got to follow the government's rules. Right, you right. Know, That's you don't want to do it, it, don't take the money. Yeah, I mean— um, it's it's I, it's just the way it goes. It like is. like I said, if you want to be less federally regulated, yeah. be less dependent on the federal government. Right. Yeah. The states that don't need the federal government so much are going to be the ones that mm-hmm. that are going to push back against this. And it's like, well, shit, just don't yeah. take the money. I wonder, like you said, I wonder if states, if some of these states just won't take it just for I, that reason. I could see that. Yeah, I could see some. Republican states not taking the money. I would like to see that. I would like to see states standing up and being like, we don't want your money. We yeah. don't want any of it. I believe it happened during, uh, I think it was during TARP uh, when Obama was coming in. Really? Yeah, I believe there were some states that actually turned it down. Okay. Uh, I could, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> I'm right. fine. If, if, you're, if your part, um, state is doing fine, keep doing that. If your state's yeah. not doing fine, you should be doing what you can to make your state yeah. operate as a state, not as a federal entity. So, let's get into some more of the 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 dirty side of this though. The Again, I side. I feel like I feel like this package was packaged a little bit nicer 
than some of the the fast tracked ones in the early pandemic days. The the first two, it was easy to look and be like, well, that doesn't seem right, right. to have this in a stimulus bill, or why are we funding this, or why are yeah. we funding that? It was harder for me to find that stuff. Yeah, in this stimulus bill. Oh, but I, it's there. I, I guarantee you that they they had been working on this since Biden was elected. I mean, oh, they probably been working on this long before. I mean, because they were they were they've been preparing for this moment. This is their first big show. This is the one that they need to justify themselves with. Mm-hmm. Well, this is probably the original that they had planned. It's just been edited down right. to fit for content. Yeah, well, to fit in with. Like taking off some of the the previous relief because right. remember they came out with the three point two trillion and then it got knocked yeah. down to like eight or nine hundred yeah. million. Well, this is just that minus yeah. the eight or nine hundred million. Right. So this article is from Forbes and it talks about is that, that's coming though. <laughs> oh yeah, is there wasteful spending in this one point nine trillion coronavirus bill? Again, I'm disappointed there's not a flashy name on this. Yeah, I know. They they really needed to test They didn't even cool. try. They spent no. too much time on the bill, not enough time on the flashy name. I know. They, you know, they, they hire people for that kind of stuff, you know? Right. Here we go. We'll just get right into it. I was going to break it down a little, but it says, Over the weekend, the House posted a first draft version of the American Rescue Plan Act. There you go. Uh, American Rescue Plan Act. We'll of 2021. ARP Act. ARPA. 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 The ARPA. Um, a $1.9 trillion emergency aid package to help Americans recover from coronavirus pandemic. Uh, the previous legislation already provided $4 trillion, at least $4 trillion in funds, to testing, paid family leave, small business relief, and direct payments to individual families. Says 1.5. So here's some of the... Here's some of the the wasteful spending that they're saying is in this bill. And this was okay. a few days ago, so some of this has been removed. But sure. this is what they wanted the bill to gotcha. be. 1.5 million of this was earmarked for the Seaway International Bridge that connects New York to Canada. Hmm. Not really sure like this bridge is being built. How yeah. does this affect COVID at all? Right. Yes, I understand. And and their their excuse was, well, the tolls for that bridge have gone down drastically and we haven't been getting funds for it because of the coronavirus. So we need to direct the payments to this. But this very specific thing, there's so many. Right. How many toll bridges in America have lost tolls because right. yeah. of the pandemic? And we are specifically targeting the Seaway International Bridge, which... Yeah. Conveniently, is in New York. Con- of course, connects New York to Canada. Chuck Schumer's, yes, state. I think I've been across that bridge. I think that's a really nice one. Yeah, fifty million of it is for family planning, going to nonprofits like Planned Parenthood or public entities, including services for adolescents. So they're saying this really doesn't have anything to do with pandemic, no. and really. that could be considered like a payoff. Yeah, yeah, like like you were saying, like some of these. Um, <laughs> um, advocacy groups right. that that help Biden get elected. Mm-hmm. I, so you're seeing that one as a payoff. Yeah, I'm saying that's a payoff. Eight hundred and fifty-two million dollars goes to AmeriCorp. Payoff. AmeriCorps Vista, AmeriCorps Vista, and the National Senior Service Corps, the Corporation of, for National and Community Service Civic Volunteer Agencies. This includes nine million dollars for AmeriCorps Inspector General to conduct oversight and audits of the largest. <laughs> So, nine million dollars is just for the inspector general to, to yeah have audits conduct audits. AmeriCorps received one point one billion 
from the 2020 yeah uh packages so 1.1 billion plus another 9 million that AmeriCorps is receiving or yeah I, actually no AmeriCorps in general was the 852 million right. so almost another and then billion it broke down yeah so I, and I'm saying that's a payoff yeah it says, however, the Wall Street Journal editorial board estimated that only $825 billion was directly related to COVID-19 and $1 trillion was expansions of progressive programs, pork and unrelated policy changes. So, again, we're looking Shocking. at these expansions, this whole, like, progressive right. uh, policies, this progressive movement, yeah. um, this whole plan, the Build Back Better plan right. that Biden had. Yeah. And I, I've seen other articles out there that are like, well, this is just a stepping stone towards yeah. Biden's plan. Like, he's got more in the works, basically. Mm-hmm. And we know he does. Right, absolutely. It says, for example, separately, our auditors found $470 million in the bill doubles the budget of the Institute of Museum and Library Services. So listen to this one. This one's mm-hmm. irritating as hell. It says $200 million in the bill go to the Institute of the Museum and Library Service. Their fiscal 2019 budget was only $230 million. For only the whole. $230 million? No, that's what I'm saying. Their whole year's budget two yeah. years ago was $230 million, and this package to for COVID relief is $200 million. That is like mm. a whole year's yeah. worth of budget for them almost. Yeah. It says $270 million fund the National Endowment of Arts. Their 2019 fiscal budget was 253 million, so that's more than their year's budget mm-hmm. for 2019. It says in 2017, our study showed 80 percent of all nonprofit grant making flowed to well-heeled organizations with over a million dollars in assets. So a lot of that money is funneling to high-paid, yeah, high-paid crazy. businesses. Quick spotlight on agencies and entities receiving coronavirus recovery money in the bill includes. A $350 billion bailout to the 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's what I said. This sounds more like a bailout yeah. to me when it comes down to state money. Right. says, again, it talks about how states and Cal- like New York and California who had more strict lockdown policies have higher unemployment, so mm-hmm. they're going to receive more bailout money than states like Florida and South Dakota um, who were open for business basically the whole time. Yeah. Um, then it talks about the schools. This one was weird to me. Yeah, this is the one I was talking to you about, how the money actually is not going to affect the schools, at least for another couple mm-hmm. years. It says $128.5 billion to fund K-12 through education. The CBO determined that most of the money in the education will be distributed in 2022 through 2028, when the pandemic is over. Yeah. I think it was like only like 5% or like 2% of the money was going to them this yeah. year. Right, yeah. So how does that really right? Af- how does that affect COVID relief at all? Yeah, when none of it is coming mm-hmm. until next year through twenty twenty eight. How does that really? That doesn't help schools open. No. That doesn't help the the size. Like I know they're talking about. Well, this this money will help to like decrease the size amount of students in classroom. First of all, how does that decrease the yeah. amount of students in classroom? Are they yeah. going to build bigger <laughs> buildings? Right. Are, are they going to kill off some of the students? <laughs> well, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, how does that work? Sometimes you got to. <laughs> and again, how does it help to reopen the schools when it's not getting distributed until next year right. or yeah. at the latest 2028? I, I think I think they are trying to restructure the schools. Um, what I'll be interested to see is if other 
Republican-type states like Iowa, how they're trying to do this um, more more uh, uh, money going to the parents to decide where children should be going to school rather right. than just giving the money to public schools. Um I'm I just, bet they I bet they crack down on that hard. Uh, oh, they're trying. I mean, they're already trying. They probably have strings attached to that too. Like, hey, if you take our money for this, then you got to lock oh, down. I'm sure. You got to shut down this freaking yeah. school choice bullshit. Yeah. So, the next one says 86 billion dollars to save nearly 200 pension plans insured by the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp. There are no reforms mandated while these ba- badly managed pensions are bailed out. Many of these pension plans are co-managed by unions, so they're bailing out pension plans. Yeah, for unions. That probably has nothing to do with COVID either. No, that, but that sounds insane. $86 billion to save. For pensions. 200 pension plans. Just 200 pension plans. That's crazy. That seems insane. Well, I had seen the article that I lost that I was looking for. It had said that um, they've been in the works for years to try to come up with money for these pension plans so oh, it had it. nothing to do yeah. with covid it was hey we we still need to find money from this yeah. can we slip this into the bill too yeah. don't don't you think losing the uh you know making a deal for the keystone pipeline would be a good deal for this you to think. save pension plans mm-hmm. for unions i mean so that would explain why the guy made the deal yeah so the the little the silver the, like the little happy bow on it i bet they just put at the end of each statement it's like 86 billion dollars to save 200 pension plans affected by covid 50 billion <laughs> to federal age, emergency management agency affected by covid right, they just yeah. threw affected yeah. by covid <laughs> i forgot this last paragraph that says 1.5 billion dollars for amtrak which we talked about we did, yeah why why they're still trying to bail out this yeah. failing failing Resource, yeah. It even says at the bottom in the three years before the yes. pandemic, Amtrak lost three hundred ninety-two million. After a, even after a five billion dollar taxpayer subsidy from two thousand seventeen to two thousand nineteen. Well, they appropriated. It says Congress appropriated three billion, um, so two billion in annual annual appropriations plus an additional one billion in the CARES Act relief bill. So they got yeah. three billion last year. And then another one point five billion this year. And from stuff that other things that I've read throughout this, they haven't even spent there's a billion of this yet. Hmm. Like they still have a billion dollars of the yeah. previous um subsidies or um COVID relief packages that they haven't even spent yet, yet we're still throwing yeah. another one point five billion. It's like when when are you gonna realize this is a failing business? It's you're just throwing money at it. People don't want your Amtrak. I'm sorry. They don't. Well, it's just they're trying to build the infrastructure. Oh, I know they are away from automobiles. I know they are. I know, they're, but but that's just not how America's built. It's not, but that's that's what they're going for. That's what they're shooting for. That's why they're throwing money at all these. Yeah. Um, they're, they're trying to be like Paris. I saw Paris is their goal is to ban automobiles by twenty thirty. Ban them? Yes. In the next nine years? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So build back better. Again, that that doesn't really work in a country the size of ours where things right. are so spread out. Exactly. It just won't work unless That's why they unless gotta they restructure. Force people to live in urban centers mm-hmm. where they're just you know nobody gets to live in the country anymore. So there's a few other things amounts of pork in this bill. Um we had again, this is the article that said 
um, there's a billion unspent in unspent aid from the last for okay. Amtrak in the last bill that was sent to them. Um, some of these things don't exist anymore in the package, like the the bridge connecting Canada to New York, the Silicon Valley Rail project. Those don't exist. Um, one of the most interesting parts was it says at the bottom of this one. Here, let me pull this up. So this this must have been before it was completely signed. When did this article come out? This was from Pen Live. This was the one I was talking about. Oh shit. I'm all over the place here. My stupid freaking computer. Hang on. Hold on. Why is this being like this? So this came out Mar was updated March 14th. It was posted on the 3rd. So this was before it was signed. Gotcha. But it's been updated. Apparently they didn't pull out some of the stuff that has been pulled out. But some of the stuff I had highlighted was like small businesses. Uh, it says provide additional um, EIDL advance grants of up to $10,000 per business. Hmm. $10,000 for a small business is pennies. Right, yeah, yeah. Like how fast can our tiny company that we work for blow through $10,000? Oh, yeah. We can blow through $10,000 in a week. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Payroll, if not, payroll in a week. Yeah. It makes... So, I mean, that's just EIDL advance grants. So, I yeah. mean, that's not PPP, I don't think, but that's only $15 billion. A PPP is an estimated cost of $7 billion, so, so that's not hardly jack. Mm -mm. Um, and then it says other policies, estimated cost $3 billion. It's funny, though. that's the one I was getting down to at the bottom. It highlights foreign affairs. No legislation reported yet, but estimated cost of $10 billion. So they haven't said... What foreign affairs? Because remember, the last bill was like including like right. gender studies programs right. in in Pakistan. Pakistan. Yeah. And this just says foreign affairs. <laughs> no legislation reported yet. Ten billion dollars. Mm. Science and space and technology. No legislation reported. One billion dollars. And it goes on with with things like that. Natural resources. One billion dollars. No legislation reported. We have no idea what these things are. Ten yeah. billion dollars unaccounted for, just earmarked for foreign affairs. Yeah. Other countries. Yeah. Fifty million for environmental justice grants. That sounds good. appropriates to the Environmental Protection Agency. Fifty million for grants, contracts, other agency activities that implement the environmental justice purposes and objectives. So that sounds like Green New Deal shit. Mm -hmm. Described in federal actions to address environmental justice in minority populations and low-income populations. An executive order signed by Bill Clinton in 94 and Joe Biden's Tackling the Climate Crisis at Home and Abroad executive order. So again, we're throwing in money for other progressive mm -hmm. agendas that have nothing to do with COVID. Yeah. If you want to push through bills for these progressive agendas, fine, do it. That's the democratic process. Right. Don't throw it in to a freaking stimulus aid for, for COVID relief and say, oh, this is to build back the economy from COVID relief because that's not what this is. This is just slipping in whatever you can get in. Yeah. Um, there was something in there. Oh, shoot, kicked me out. Hold on. Um, at the end there. Another one was pay off loans and other programs for socially disadvantaged farmers. Five billion dollars. So you can see uh, yeah. you, you can see all 
so at, at the very end there, okay, um, you were reading that. It says $50 million for environmental justice grants um, per PolitiFact. The bill appropriates to the Environmental Pr- Protection Agency $50 million for grants, protects and, and uh, contracts and other agency activities, and implement the environmental justice purposes and objectives described in federal actions to address environmental justice and minority populations and low-income populations, an executive order signed by President Bill Clinton in 1994, and President Joe Biden's tackling the climate crisis at home in a broad executive order. So if you click on the order, it pops up. Tackling the climate crisis at home and abroad, signed executive order January 27th, 2021, part one, putting the climate crisis at the center of the United States foreign policy and national security. Um to address climate change and climate pri- crisis is more urgent than ever. Um, this order builds on the and reaffirms actions my administration has already taken to place the climate crisis at the forefront. Um, so, so putting climate ahead of right Talks COVID, about, it sounds like yeah. The Treasury Secretary of Treasury shall ensure the United States is present, and engaged in relevant international fora and institutions that are working on the management of climate-related uh, cr- financial risks. Um, it goes on and on. I, I actually, I want to tear this apart. I didn't have time. I kind of got caught off guard. I didn't expect this. Um, I mean, they didn't really mention it. It's just kind of one line at the bottom of everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the stuff Um, again is just slipped in like the 10 billion to foreign affairs. Part two, taking a government wide approach to the climate crisis. Um, it talks about like all these people, different secretaries of things that are involved. Um, Use of the federal government's buying power and real pro- real estate property and assessment management. Um, I mean, this is pretty. This is huge. Um, so I'm going to save this. I have to go through it. So, so you can see where this is pushing towards his Build Back Better agenda. Yeah, and you know, absolutely. you know, this is just a start. This yeah. is just the first well, shovelful. Yeah, because this, yeah, this allocates funds to start the process. Yeah, so it's just like digging the first shovelful mm-hmm. of the foundation for his his new agenda, his Build Back Better agenda that we've talked about in several episodes. Right. Go back and listen to, yeah. we've talked about the Great Reset, we've talked about Build Back Better, we've talked about the Green New Deal in various episodes. Go back and check out some of those episodes if yeah. you want to dig a little bit deeper into some of those because we broke those down pretty yeah. good. Um, a couple other things that... Um, I had briefly mentioned, and a few other things that stood out are this nineteen million to Gallaudet University, which is the deaf school, and it says specifically to help them with expenses related to pandemics. It's based in D.C. and serves deaf students. Thirty-five million. Did I say nineteen billion? It's nineteen million to Gallaudet. Thirty-five million to Howard University. Um, for expenses related to the pandemic, which is a historically black college located in Washington, D.C. So those two specific pinpointed, yeah, um, focused on schools receiving multi-million dollars that are based in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. When there's how many other deaf schools are there out there that oh, probably right. need the same amount of money? Yeah. Right. How many historically black colleges are out there that probably oh, yeah. need the same amount of money? Yeah. We're just kind of using these as the poster children for, look at the great things we did yeah. for the minorities in this country. Right. We gave $35 I mean, million to mostly Howard. Mostly in D.C. Yeah, yeah, specifically, like our neighbors right next door. Yeah. Probably not the most broke colleges in the country, not the most broke minority yeah. colleges. Um, if you scroll down on this one, 
Um, I have highlighted $650 million for cybersecurity risk mitigation. Hmm. What the fuck does that have to do with pandemic relief? Right, yeah. $650 million for cybersecurity relief yeah. or mitigation. Again, these are things that probably could be pushed through a budget. Right, yeah. But a pandemic relief bill, yeah. I don't see how it fits. Yeah, I mean, here's, um, you know, use Defense Production Act to buy and uh, distribute medical supplies, provide mortgage payment assistance, reauthorize the fund that state small business credit initiative. Um, some of these are like uh, expands, doesn't expand, but it subsidizes the uh, Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's so much here. And again, all they do is throw on to assist with losses from the COVID relief, because this one is Godlet University to help them with expenses related to the pandemic. Yeah. You can say that really, you can really throw that tag on right. anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And say, well, I need $50 million to buy a new house to help me with expenses related to the pandemic. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Pandemic need, goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. You can use that <laughs> to push anything. I, I need some new jeans um, that because I ruined some because of the pandemic. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> um, I need, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It just like you could go PS5 anywhere. PS5 because, I, because of quarantine I mean, we're locked down. from lockdown. I need and something I to do. I have mental health issues exactly. and I'm bored. Yes. And I need a PS5. Yes. Wouldn't you rather me shoot digital people than real people? So, <laughs> I mean, how? what is this going to do to us as, as our economy? Is it going to build our economy up? Is it going to, like, looking at this in the long run, can we look at this $1.9 and be like, in the end, this is going to work out? This no, sounds I, like a lot, but it's going to work out. I think what you can see is that this is the first step in a lot more that's coming down the pipe. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to set this sets the presidents, right? This sets what's coming down, what they're building towards. Right. And that's what they're going to be working on going forward. They've already got money going to Affordable Care Act. They got money going to the arts, to the tribal nations, to DC, to the the states that are suffering, mm -hmm. you know, to, you know, the uh economic justice or um, environmental justice. And, you know, they're making those payments. So the next bill is going to come out probably, I don't know, middle of summer. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be the one that's going to start trying to switch the infrastructure over to green. Yes. Let's backtrack to the child tax credit. Yeah. The monthly payment child tax credit for six months. Right. I know, I think it was Biden that was suggesting, hey, at some point, I would like to, this to be a permanent thing. Oh, yeah. Do you see this as a precursor for universal basic income? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're getting people hooked on government money right now. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, like nobody cares heroin. what else is in this bill. They're getting their $1,400 check. A, a friend of ours said that that they had people like already quitting their job. Because of $1,400? Yes. Yes. Quitting their job. Quit their job. Called into work and said, I will not be back in now or ever. Because what do they think they want the lottery? Exactly, it's exactly. fourteen hundred dollars. What does that, what does that get you per kid? I don't know. Maybe they got well, eight kids. Well, maybe they're <laughs> just reading. They they must be just reading the news because, um, I had read a thing, um, when they had first when the Senate had first signed this, somebody I think it was one of the senators came out and was like, 
yeah, this will subsidize people. This will help people afford their utilities and 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 things for up to four months. It's like. Yeah. up to four months? Where Where do you live? We live in Iowa where everything's cheap as shit. Not that cheap. And you're saying, well, even even with four kids, we we both have, or not four kids, four Four people people in your family. family. Right, right. That's $5,600, right? Yeah. I mean, rent alone for four months would cover probably three quarters of that. Right. Or, or, Freaking yeah, house payment, I mean, house yeah. payment, utilities. I was gonna say, it, it, for with my house payment, it, it, I could pay if I just took that and allocated it to rent or to my house payment, I could pay off my, I could make a payment on my house for about ten months. Yeah, but that doesn't include utilities. No, that doesn't include no. gas money. That yeah. doesn't include food. Right. Nothing like that. Yeah. You throw all that in there. I, I don't see four months no, worth. I, I don't. And either. I <laughs> specific like yeah. are these people quitting their job for just the four months and then coming <laughs> or, back? Maybe. Maybe or, they are. Do they know something we don't that <laughs> this is going to be? Yeah. But like you said, I, I think it's getting people hooked on government money. They're going to come to expect it. They're going to want it. And they're going to keep voting for the party that's going to give it to them. Oh, money. Money. Money yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Money. It's it's the drug. Government oh, yeah, money yeah. is the drug. heroin. Yeah. Who, who cares what else they do? They're giving us money. And it's cheap, shitty heroin, right. too. Oh, yeah. It's like it's, laced with fentanyl. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. It'll kill you eventually. Um, I... I that's where I see this going. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, you throw out a bill for $2 trillion, yeah. and it passes immediately. Yeah. It's going to be that oh, and much I, easier. I'm not that old. I, I mean, I'm 45. So I may be that old. But anyways, in my 45 years, I've never seen the government give out this much money to individual Americans. No. No. During the Great Recession, I remember the stimulus checks then. I think... One was like six hundred bucks per right. person, yeah. And one was like three hundred bucks, yeah. And that was it, yeah. And that was supposedly the greatest economic downfall yeah. since the Great Depression. Basically, what they're saying about right, this right. here, yeah. This makes that look like jack shit. And the second half, we're gonna kind of take a look and compare a little bit to, like, some of the funds allocated during the Great Recession, um, some of the the government spending during the Great Depression with the New Deal and stuff, and just kind of. Yeah, compare the amounts of money. But like I said, as long as they're throwing money, people, no one's going to look deeper at what else in, no. is in this bill. No, you you say those like four main things, like yeah. direct payments, schools, yeah, PPP, and um, COVID vaccines. Yeah, yeah. And most of the headlines, that's what they they talk about. It doesn't talk about all these other things. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, the child tax credit. Right. Yeah. Most most people, all they care about, I bet you ninety five percent, all they care about is direct payments. And the child tax credit mm-hmm. because it's money in their pocket. Absolutely, yeah. To get them hooked, yeah. Um, then you get business owners that see the PPP and they're like, "Well, yeah, we can keep our business running." Even businesses that weren't really affected by um, the virus, like businesses that kept kept going. Yeah, I bet you they're still taking as much as they can from like these <laughs> handouts. Yeah. And it's probably affecting the way they do business. They're probably not making as wise business decisions because, well, they got government money to fall back right. on. So um, when typically you would be fighting to keep your business alive, it's just like I'm sure there's companies out there that are like the people out there that are like, well, it's yeah. not that big of a deal yeah. because I got this government money coming in. Yeah. I'll be fine. So we're just <laughs> we're just becoming dependent on the federal system. Yeah. And it's going to come back around. Yeah, we've talked about this before. How um, I think that 
you're going to get uh, businesses hooked on that government money, dependent on it, especially locking them out of their business, basically, for a year, right. hooking them on government money, and then turning around saying, all right, go back to work. Yeah, yeah. And the customer base is gone because everybody's ordering shit online now. Yeah. The freaking... <laughs> The structure's not there. A mm. lot of companies are downsizing because they're all working from home oh, yeah. now. Right. Yeah. So they're not even going to have the overhead, like the of a business <laughs> yeah. front. Yeah. The storefronts or anything right. like that. So when it comes time for the government to flip it off and be like, you know what, it's time to go back to work. I yeah. see most of them, even probably a. Ten times more businesses failing when that happens than oh, yeah. what failed. Yeah. How many people are going to be like, well, why? Yeah. <laughs> well, what do we do now? <laughs> but again, I can see, I mean, some people may have been like, you know what? It's more efficient to not have an actual front you know, office. We've seen that. Right. A absolutely. lot of businesses we do work for have oh, yeah. done this. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know what? We're just going to stay at home. We're going to work at home. And uh, we'll have our weekly Zoom meetings. You talk to your customers, make your appointments on Zoom, and we'll call it good. And that just means massive layoffs. That means, mm-hmm. um, yeah, downsizing on workforce yeah. because people are saying, well, I mean, if we can work from home, we don't need the people that maintain the office right. building now. Yeah. We don't need uh, custodial, cl- um, co- you know, people or right, you know, right. So printer and- service people. <laughs> We are we are seeing a dramatic shift here, and it's starting with this one point mm-hmm. nine trillion dollars. Yeah. We are going to get into break. It's about that time. Might be over that time. I yeah. lost track of time with all our dropouts <laughs> and stuff. So we're going to get into break, uh, and then we're going to come back. And like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about comparing this to like the Great Recession and the Great Depression, and how. <laughs> the big spent the big government spending happened with those and then there's some ties to uh more ties to like climate change and things like that there was an article i found um on a glo- it was a global art, art it was like an international article that was saying um some of these c- countries that are um giving stimulus checks or stimulus packages these they're they're not giving like provisions for climate change right yeah. So they're pushing the uh, on a global level. There's this push that these uh like uh nation national government stimuluses should be focusing mm-hmm. more on the climate crisis. Yeah. And so this whole great reset I- ideology is kind of being pushed <laughs> at a global level yeah. in the stimulus relief programs. Yeah. And, and people are like, w- "You're losing your opportunity here. Come on, people, yeah. get with the program." That's basically what this article yeah. sounds like. It's like we got an opportunity to make things yeah. happen here, and countries aren't doing it. Yeah. It's like, why aren't we taking yeah. advantage? And, and of for once, it's not the fucking Americans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna get into break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, grab some coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com. Enter the promo code. Break the bell and get discounts, mm-hmm. order some coffee from them yes. during this break. This is an opportune moment. Yes. We're giving you 10 freaking minutes to order I, coffee. I think I'm going to get a cup of coffee. You're going to get a cup I'm of coffee? I'm going to get a cup of coffee. All right, I will get you a cup of coffee, and we will be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. 
from learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsu W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsu W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. All right, everybody, welcome back. Again, we are live for this Monday night episode. Yes. Our stream is actually looking good now. For some nice. reason, we had that hiccup starting out. Yeah, Maybe right it was at the just beginning. Because it was prime time, everybody was on doing their that own could be. shit. But we didn't have that problem the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. so it was weird. But I've I've got a green light the last like hour, so nice. So hopefully it stays, and we don't have any more issues with that. Uh, we are going to give the opportunity for a call in. We posted the link, Zoom link for that, um, in the. The comment section of this YouTube video, we also posted in the Facebook forum and also in the Anti-News Live forum, which is the new social media platform. Go to antinewslive.com if you want to join that and get into some free free speech social media. Yeah. Um, it is a new platform. If you're not in the know. Yeah, now you are. Yes. Get there. Sign up. It's just like every other social media platform, only more free. And it's not more ran... Free by these big freaking tech giants that think they know what's best right. for you. You can pretty much say what you want and what's on your yeah. mind it without being a dick, at well least. I like this cup of coffee that I just recently acquired. You did get some uh, run-your-mouth coffee. I did. Did you order it from ROYMCoffee.com? No, I ordered it from you. Okay. <laughs> I ordered mine from ROYMCoffee.com. Yes. So, you got your nice mustache cup. I do. You got your nice cup of freedom. We're yes. ready to get back into this. Absolutely. You had... An article, because uh, yeah. we talked about some more of like the right leaning right. um, problem, like people that had problems with this yeah. this bill, like right. some of the too big, um, just gives too much um, of, of the state sovereignty over to the federal yeah. government. Which a lot of stuff. a lot of Republicans, at least in like Congress and stuff, probably just had an issue with the fact that it was paying too much money to people that they didn't want to pay right. all the money to. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Not the fact that it was too yeah. much money because. Again, last year, Republican-controlled Senate, Mm -hmm. Republican-controlled executive office, and they were sending out by the trillions of dollars to to different um, pork packages that that we had mentioned throughout our show. Yeah, because how much—what did we uh, um, say—what Trump added, uh, was it $6 trillion to the— to the national debt, probably. I, I think that's know. it. And and so far, Biden's only done two trillion. Only so in his first <laughs> what, two and a half months, right? Right. He's right. not doing too bad. So go ahead and let, let us enlighten us with yeah. what what the um, more progressives 
so, overly progressive what yes. their problem is with this. This is bill. from what the people that are tentatively called the squad. You I got love the uh, squad. AOC, you got uh um Ilhan Omar. And so they came out and they're they're really not happy that the minimum wage has been discluded from this bill. Yeah, and I'm sure they're not happy that it wasn't two thousand dollars too. I'm sure that oh, pops I'm up sure. in there. It says uh says uh we remain Extremely disappointed that the minimum wage bill was not included. We the minimum remain, wage. We were disappointed, and yes. we remain. We disappointed. remain. That's just to sit there on you. <laughs> uh, and we we the minimum wage remains essential policy, and we must deliver on the issue. Omar said. Uh, she said that the the bill, as modified by the Senate, offered aid to fewer Americans than the package signed by President Donald Trump in December. Wow. That's that's got to hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, this is not the promise that we made. This is not why we were given the opportunity to be in the majority of the Senate and have the White House. She said, and so ultimately it is a failure and we compromise ourselves out of delivering on behalf of the American people and keeping our promises. Uh, AOC retweeted from uh, Representative Bonnie Watson Coleman and it said, uh, it seems there's never a ceiling for the rich when they want a tax cut and never a floor for the poor when they need help. That's what does that, like, explain that, though. Explain yeah. that a little more in depth. Like, there's... I mean, for her, like, you can't yeah. just throw out a statement right. like that. I know, I know. Basically saying that, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it and I'm like... Never a floor for the poor when they need help. So, right. like, there's no place too far down for them? Yeah, I don't know. You can't get any lower than this $1.9 yes. trillion dollar coronavirus relief package. Right. So Nancy Pelosi chimed in. She says, the House now hopes to have a bipartisan vote on this life-saving legislation. Mm. We urge Republicans—this is before they signed— we urge Republicans to join us in recognition of the devastating reality of this vicious virus— an economic crisis and of the need for decisive action, which has very little to do with the devastating virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders on Friday made a last-ditch effort to try to include the $15 minimum wage amendment. Um, he said this is the most significant piece of legislation to benefit working people in the modern history of the country. And from what I, what I had heard was it was like a nonpartisan, like kind of moderator-type person yeah. that was just like, you can't put this in here. Right. It's right. not going to fly. You can't put this in here. Right. So it's not like the Republicans did it or, you know, even Nancy Pelosi. They just said, look, it's not constitutional. You can't put a, something like that in this bill. Yeah. This this is not the bill for that. Yeah. There, there are, There's Write a time and place bit. for that. No. Yeah. There's a time and place for that. This is not it. This is our bill. You want to put that in? You write your own bill. Right. But, but again, it passed. They right. still voted for it. Oh yeah, because right. the only Democrat in the House there there was only one Democrat in the House that voted against it. That guy from Maine, I think they yeah. said. So I mean, they still voted for it, but right. they remain disappointed. Yes, yeah. So AOC went on to say, "Imagine having the ganas to go home and ask minimum wage workers to support support you after going back on your own documented stance to help crush their biggest chance at a wage hike during the longest drought of wage increases since the law's very inception." She goes on to say, without shame. <laughs> no shame. How um, dare you? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, so I, I I get where she's coming from. Yeah. 
like a lot of Biden's platform was based around, hey, we're going to hike the minimum wage. Yeah. We're going to get this stimulus bill in place. We're going to do this. We're going to like all these promises yeah. made. And now he's coming out. He's like, no, sorry. Yeah. Well, but he's got this deniability to it. Like, well, we, we wanted to. But we didn't realize we can't really do it in this one. So mm. we'll revisit it down the road a little bit, you know, after after we use up some some political, um, um, what do you call it, uh, capital, you know. Yeah, and right, right, right. So, and, but we, they're we, never going to get back to it. Um, they, might, they might. They might. Because, they might. again, they I know there's a bigger agenda that's being pushed. There is. And this is just the start of yeah. what it is. But I think, I mean, if they could trade some kind of minimum wage hike for monthly payments from the government, Right. Right. I mean, isn't that, that kind of the goal? That's probably is the goal. They're like, right. guys, shh, guys. Yeah, right. Let's not get wrapped yeah. up in this minimum wage shit yeah. because we got something better in That's the works. Right. That's right. You know, this child tax thing, this child tax this credit. This is just the start. We're, we're trying to push this bigger. This, yeah. You guys are seeing things <laughs> down here. What I have is things right here. up here. Imagine not even having to go to work. And mm-hmm. the government pays like you. Like, what? who cares about minimum wage right. if you don't have to work? Yeah. You, you just get what you need. The government will pay your house. Your, you, you, you'll you have shared uh, um, groceries, shared transportation. You don't even have to work, and we'll give you money to live on. It, come on, guys. Come on. We, come on, we, come on we've man. Got, we've come got on. a planet. Come on, man. What are you, some kind of crackhead? <laughs> so a lot of people not happy about this. For different reasons. Yeah, for all different reasons. Some say it's too far. Some say it's not far enough. I say it's just, it's it's going to flatline the dollar bill, first of all. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we're going to be looking at $8 gallon of milk here by the end of the year. I think I had read that this bill is like over half of what the government spent total last year, or two years before the, so 2019, I'm pretty sure it was like, more than half of their total government spending. <laughs> well, um, it's creating a perfect storm because, like you said, they're devaluing the dollar much more, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Biden's talking about hiking up taxes. Right. Right? And that's going to trickle down, and it's just it's going to make it a lot harder to live. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to come around to us. I mean, yeah. it's going to have to get it paid. It has to. It has to. We're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. it it's got to come from somewhere. So I, I had mentioned in the first half how um, I kind of made a little bit of comparisons with the, at least the amount spent during like the Great Depression, the New Deal era um, from FDR, and then some of the the Great Recession spending and things like right. that. So I had a couple um, articles about that. This one is really hard to read. This is from Fox News. The print is tiny, and I can't blow it up for some reason. So. Mm. Freaking Fox. It says the coronavirus bill more than doubled the size of FDR's New Deal. So the one that said that this is the largest since the Great Depression, the largest injection of government funds into the economy since, this says it's more than double that of the entire New Deal, of FDR's entire New Deal. It says after days, and again, I, I apologize if you can't read this. If you're listening, who cares? But if you're watching, this is tiny print because I can barely read it. It says, after days of partisan tension, the Senate l- late Wednesday— So this is actually last year. So oh. this article came out last year. This is comparing oh. the spending of the $2.2 trillion, I guess. Oh, okay. Wow. To, gotcha. Which it make, So this must add up. So just this $2.2 trillion 
Right. The first bill yeah. doubles the New Deal. Now so we're sitting at, what, like $4 trillion total? Um, probably a little bit more than that. Because there's 2.2. There was almost a trillion, which yeah. the, put the us at like three billion. Point, yeah, so 3.1. Yeah. And then, and then the another 1.9. So yeah. uh, about four and a half, five trillion yeah. dollars so far. That's insane. Says the $2.2 trillion of new spending in the bill is about 10% of the United States' yearly GDP. And nearly half of what the U.S. government spent in all of 2019. So that wow. $2.2 trillion is nearly half of what was spent in 2019. That's the $5 trillion would be over that. Mm-mm. Would no, be wait, over that. Wait, pri- wait. Over the total. We're talking military spending. Yeah. We're talking all the social programs, everything. Oh, all yeah. the spending we in COVID relief has yeah. more like overcome the total amount we spent yeah. in 2019. Yes. Says so though it's not an exact apple apple comparison due to the population and other changes over time. Here's how the coronavirus stimulus stacks up against some of the most ambitious legislative efforts over the past 100 years. The New Deal, which was FDR's uh, response to the Great Depression, the New Deal, when adjusted for last year's inflation. Would have equaled $856 billion. Holy the shit. The total New Deal. It says, when former President Franklin Delano Roosevelt took office in 33, the U.S. was in the throes of the Great Depression, which to this day is considered the worst economic depression the U.S. has ever faced. So this is worse yeah. than the economic depression of the coronavirus. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Yet, it was only $856 billion. 2020 dollars says his new deal which was actually a large number of bills passed over several years rather than a single piece of legislation cost 41 billion dollars in 1933 which equates to 856.1 billion dollars today so again and that was passed over several years that was like bill after bill after bill that wasn't just one monster bill thrown at a problem yeah says that means the coronavirus stimulus package being moved in U.S. Congress right now more than doubles the cost of what is widely considered to be the most expansive domestic legislative program in American history. What does that say about this legislative right. program? Yeah. You think this is going to be – What? Do, how do you think this will compare to the quote-unquote most expansive program, expanding, which means expanding the federal government, basically? Right. Yeah, right. When – the 2.2 alone doubled that price, mm-hmm. and now we've doubled that 2.2 yeah. billion. Right, we're going to what quadruple the size of the the yeah. federal government. Right, I see it coming. Oh, absolutely, and that's what again that that's the plan. The Marshall Plan, which was a post World War II strategy to rebuild Europe, basically that was decimated during World War II. Marshall Plan costed us 144 billion 2020 dollars. Back then, to, to no you twenty twenty dollars oh. adjusted oh, gotcha, for gotcha. inflation, only one hundred forty four billion to completely rebuild. Wow. They were a lot more efficient Europe. back then, uh, apparently. <laughs> the Great Recession laws that were passed two thousand eight two thousand nine, po- like end of the Bush era, beginning of the Obama era. Those two combined one point eight trillion dollars wow. of today's dollars. Just one bill. No, I think there's two. I think Bush passed one. Yeah, and Obama passed one, and collectively they equaled one point eight trillion dollars. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, because it, it talks about it here to help the country out. George Bush signed the TARP, right, and then which was seven hundred billion in two thousand eight, um, and then Obama signed the American Recovery and 
Reinvestment Act or ARA in 2008, which was 831 billion. So two two packages together, yeah. but neither of them up to the one trillion mark. So, no, yeah, 800 billion yeah. each equaled about 1.8 trillion dollars. Yeah. So still not even not even touching that 2.2 that first right. bill that was passed back in early March or April of last right. year. So and again that doesn't even come close compared to the 4 to 5 trillion we've got right. <laughs> we're knocking on tagged out at it now. And again there there will probably be at least one or two more before the end of the year. I'd like to add those up. What's 1.8 trillion plus 144 billion plus 856 billion i'll let, let you add that up. let me add that up on my calculator i wonder if that even those three say, together may not even fit on your screen <laughs> well I, yeah but i can i can do some of that <laughs> on my head um I, but i'm wondering if any of that even touches the four to five trillion we have now yeah for this 856 plus 144 billion plus what i say 1.8 trillion yes yes 1.8 trillion is two point eight trillion dollars. Wow. So yeah, we're not even there. Yeah. So between the Great Recession, the Marshall Plan, and the New Deal, mm-hmm. all the all the bills passed in the New Deal doesn't even touch. Yeah. The COVID relief for, for p- something package. that we consider. I mean, we've both talked about how coronavirus we feel is is blown way out of mm-hmm. out of. So they're they're spending all this money saying oh this great plague this great pandemic and it's not even worth that yeah yeah i mean we're still saying that the great depression was the biggest economic problem no, and i i believe it still is we haven't even yeah like we, we have not seen anything like that financially no. in our in our lifetimes i wouldn't even consider what's happening during the covid problem to be comparable to the Great Recession of 2008-2009. Right. No, I would agree with that. So a couple things that went into effect during the New Deal. I just had this this thing just so you could see. If, if you're unfamiliar with the New Deal, these were some of the things that they had thrown money at that doesn't even come close to the total that <laughs> we're paying out now. Emergency Banking Act. Um, FDR closed all the banks until they could... It says he pushed through Congress a bill that reopened the banks under close supervision. The bill took all of eight hours to go through and also authorized the Treasury to issue more currency. So he closed all the banks and said, you can't open until you meet our standards, yeah, pretty right. much. Civilian Conservation Corps created 1,300 camps around the country. Uh, says at $30 a month, sent 22 home to their families. Young men got these new jobs in conserving natural resources, basically building like building jobs. government jobs. Right. Government jobs, yes. Federal Emergency Relief Act, which um, provided a total of $500 million in aid to state and local governments, mm-hmm. which we saw in this bill. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it... Oh, it was like, it was like $500 billion there, but still, um, adjust for inflation is probably right. equivalent. Uh, Civic Works Ag- Administration, which... Provided 4 million jobs in building roads, airports, schools, sewer systems, and other more government jobs. Mm-hmm. Agricultural Adjustment Act, they paid farmers not to produce as much food. Right. So the price... They manipulated the markets. Yeah, so the price could go up, right. and farmers wouldn't suffer from that. So it was basically um, subsidizing farmers Which to, still goes on today. Yeah, to so. not produce as much. Like you said, manipulating the markets. Homeowners Loan Act, we see that in this act. 
So a lot of these things mm-hmm. go same ideas. Are the same ideas as the New Deal. Yeah. Um, there's the Glass-Steagall Banking Act, which... Um, that one is bullshit. That mandated that banks get out of the investment business and restricted the use of bank money on stock speculation. Yes. I, I, yeah, that, I don't understand that. That one is one that the Fed is using today to still screw things up. Okay. National Industrial Recovery Act, which was designed to get indu- industries to cooperate in setting maximum hours, ma- minimum wage, and price control. So during this, he set the first, I think, federal minimum wage. Mm-hmm. He set, like, the max amount of hours worked was right. 44 hours, which mm-hmm. <laughs> that got overturned right. because people work right. more than that all the time. Work Project Administration created a host of federal projects that range from cleaning slums and providing electricity to rural, rural areas to painting murals on the walls of public buildings. So, so more, more, go- more, go- government more government paid. Jobs. Right. Basically, government nothing jobs. Like, right. we're going to, uh, oh, you need money? Yeah. We're going to throw money at you yeah. to paint a mural. Right. So basically, it was the government printing money to give to people so that they could survive. And <laughs> telling them it was for painting murals. Right. It's, it's basically, yeah. I mean, they were getting shit done at least. It wasn't just right. universal basic income. At right. least they well, were yeah, doing at shit. At least they were, yeah, they were making it look good. <laughs> yeah, they were at least um, cleaning up the, the cities, cleaning yeah. up the rural areas, and painting buildings. Yeah. But, but, but all the, all the, to me, they did more damage to the economy than they than they helped. Well, that's that's single handedly when we lost the gold standard. Absolutely, that's when basically the Federal Reserve came to power was yeah. through all that shit. Yeah. So, so yeah, it did it, it damaged the country beyond repair. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the start of big government. Right, that's when government expanded to inevitably what it is today yeah, right. was. Yeah. That, started that set the standard, during, yes. and it just has kept growing since then. But even all that stuff doesn't even like come. Is it even pennies compared yeah. to what which we're spending is, which is for scary this. when you think about it? Because yeah, look at the. I mean, look at the Great Depression. Yeah, like look at all the stuff. How bad everything was. What I mean, what was the unemployment rate? I, we should have compared the unemployment rate in the Great Depression compared to now, because I guarantee you, it was much higher. Oh yeah. Well, and when you consider. Again, I I believe this was manufactured, you know that Trump had the uh, unemployment rate down uh, to what like two point three percent. Yeah, yeah. Before all of this, yeah. he had it at its like basically lowest, um, and then obviously it went up. The unemployment rate in the U.S. today is six point two percent. So tell me what the unemployment rate is for was during the Great Depression. I guarantee you it was more than 6.2%. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm thinking like uh 15, 16. Here we go. 25.6. Holy wow. shit. I got 24.9 on mine. Okay. Compared to a whopping 6% today. Yeah, right. And well, I wonder at the at the height of the great pandemic, I think it was not not even like it wasn't even ten percent. I don't think. No, it wasn't any. Still, wasn't anywhere near no. twenty five, twenty six percent. Nowhere near it. Yeah. And the yeah, amount of money we're throwing at this because of this great economic fallout from the pandemic. Yeah. I get that. Money should be thrown. So at, at its height, the unemployment rate was fourteen point eight. So I mean, it's getting up there. Yeah. But now it's like down to six, and that's what a lot of the Republican pushback for a third stimulus check was. It's just like, well, yeah. the re- unemployment rate, we're, we're bouncing back. Right, we right. We are bouncing yeah. back. We've well, and they said that uh, Trump's, um, 
Trump's last quarter in office, uh, unemployment rate like dropped mm-hmm. dramatically. I yeah. mean, well, it, it went from fourteen point eight to like six percent. Right? Yeah, it's so, like cut cut back in half. Right. So, and for them to pass this monster, yeah, yeah. Again, it, it's all manufactured. You know, oh, the economy's so bad because of the pandemic. The government has to stop it, st- step in and do something to save everybody. Well, okay. First of all, the pandemic was not as bad. Yes, okay. Five hundred twenty-seven thousand people have died, but they were mostly old and sick. Right. Okay, I'm sorry they passed away. That's sad. the The economic crisis came because the government mandated um, businesses to close, churches to close, schools right. to close. People were laid off because of it. Again, it was manufactured. It was done because they wanted to make Trump look bad. They wanted to make everything look bad, and it was. And, and as soon as they opened things up, things started recovering very quickly based on things that, you know, Trump had done to ease regulations on businesses. But they still had to play it up and make it look really bad, so that the government has to come in and save everybody. Yes. I, I mean, it, it's all bullshit. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, that's all this comes up to is, and, and all it is. Is just scaring people oh, to yeah. expanding federal government. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, scaring people to think, well, we got to put this in place. We got to put that in place yeah. because um, all this, everything's going to go to shit if we yeah. don't. If we don't step in and do something, things yeah. are going to get worse. You think apart. it's bad now? Just wait. It's yeah. just like if you look at the actual numbers, it's not, not that, that bad. bad. Right? Yeah, people are actually recovering. Looked. Exactly because. Businesses are being allowed to open back up yeah. because some states yeah. are saying, "No, no, we're not doing." Yeah. Even, even like New York and California are yeah. saying, "We got to open the shit back up oh, yeah. now." Yeah, yeah. The ones that that wanted the that insisted on the lockdowns yeah. and like right now, Iowa has like the second lowest unemployment rate, mm-hmm. it's sitting at four point six percent. Yeah, right. Yeah, and we didn't really do many shut I yeah there was there, there was a, there was a there was there was a, sh- a, a little there. shutdown for a couple months through the mm-hmm. summer um but uh yeah i mean you know again it's it's all to make things look bad you know so that they can implement the first galactic senate yes <laughs> absolutely um so here's another this is from inside source it's comparing uh the war on covid to the war on drugs and the war on poverty oh, so beautiful. it's basically it's basically just saying that we have these worthless war mm. on nouns. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, is basically what it's saying. We just throw money at these war on things, yeah. and and how how has it actually affected right. anything? It makes things worse. Who? What article? Who's this from? This is from uh, InsideSource.com. Okay. So this one goes on, and this was the one of the more interesting ones that I read because of how it breaks down some of these other mm-hmm. wars on things. Says with 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus package following a 900 billion COVID relief deal in December, which followed two trillion stimulus package in March, the federal government will have pumped 4.8 trillion. So there's there's our actual mm-hmm. tally: 4.8 trillion into the economy over in over just 11 months, adjusted for impl- inflation. That's 20 percent more than the U.S. spent on the entirety of World War II. That's crazy. 20 cent, 20 percent more than we spent. On all of World War Two, yeah, adjusted for inflation. That's not, well, that that's nineteen forty five dollars. No, this is twenty twenty dollars that were spent on World War Two. We spent twenty percent more than that just wow. on this COVID relief bill. If that if that gives you kind of a general idea, and how many years was World War Two fought? It was oh, years. Gosh, yeah, three 
five yeah. years somewhere. I don't. I don't know. We're we're dumb. So, yeah. a lot of years. But this yeah. was in eleven months, aimed at a virus. Yeah. Right. Says right. well, while we can't say what would have happened. Eight years. Eight years? Okay. I think so. While we can't say what would have happened had the government not spent this gargantuan sum, we do know that had the government divided the $4.8 trillion among all the richest, or all but the richest 20% of households, so the the poorest 80% of households, if they had split up the $4.8 trillion, each household in the bottom 80% would have received $50,000. Wow. says the effects of spending that money would have been breathtaking. For the first time in history, a country would have entirely eradicated poverty. And not just that, we would have eliminated the entire lower class as the poorest U.S. households found themselves thrust into the middle class overnight. says, yes, hand, handing households $50,000 checks does, not, does no good if there are no businesses left for which they can buy things. But even if the households had spent just a fraction of $50,000, it would have been a boom to the U.S. businesses. Instead, households received $1,200 check, then months <laughs> later $600, and now expecting $1,400 more. Taxpayers footing this bill are left with the dregs. says, but then this is nothing new. The government has been wasting our time and money for decades on various wars against common nouns. <laughs> the war on COVID is only the second most expensive of these wars. The most expensive by far is the war on poverty, which has cost... $23 trillion with no end in sight. Wow. Well, and to be honest, this newest bill is supposed to help combat poverty. Yeah, this is like uh, basically an expansion to the right. war on poverty yeah. or like the new war on poverty. So since the war on poverty began in 1965, the U.S. poverty rate has been a pretty steady 10%, plus or minus 3%, trending neither up or down. So 1965 to now, 50-some, mm -hmm. 56 years. Yeah. It's set pretty steady at 10% the entire time. To look at the numbers, one might argue that we're doing our best to fight a really strong enemy based because despite spending $23 trillion, we're just managing to hold poverty at bay. But that brings us back to our earlier question. What would happen if we spent that $23 trillion to the poor instead of constructing and feeding over 100 poverty programs for more than 50 years? If the government had divided among the poorest 20% the $23 trillion it has spent fighting its war on poverty, the U.S. poverty rate would have dropped to zero every year from 1965 to now. That's insane. For the same $23 trillion, we could have eradicated poverty a half a century ago. Hmm. We could have got rid of poverty. And, and this is saying put money just directly into the hands right, of right. the people. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a good idea or not, but still, no. it would be more efficient than these right. government-run programs yeah. that are keeping the poverty rate exactly mm -hmm. where it is. Yeah, you think that's intentional, though? Oh, absolutely. It but, keeps them in business. Yeah, I you mean, <laughs> why? Why would you get rid of? Po it's like right. It's like the conspiracy theorists say about cancer treatment. Right. It's like why find cancer treatment yeah. when or right. a cure for cancer when the treatments are such yeah. a lucrative if, if business. You, if you solve poverty, then you got nobody that needs you to save them. To solve yes. So so why does the federal government seem never to consider the option of replacing government assistance programs with direct payments? In the COVID crisis and broader war against poverty, direct payments would have solved vexing problems as efficiently as possible. And therein lies the rub. Politicians aren't all that concerned with solving problems efficient, efficiently. They prefer to expand their power, which they do by creating more problems to solve problems, mm -hmm. or creating more programs to solve. 
Same thing, creating more problems to solve problems that somehow never get solved. Not surprisingly, promises of more and larger programs also resonate with the entrenched, ever-growing federal bureaucracy and the swarm of private contractors for whom the government programs are life's blood. It's like that saying, those who cannot do teach and those who can't teach go into politics. There you go. (laughs) In the end, the people receive pennies on the dollar compared to what they would have received had the government simply dispersed funds directly. But we all know this was never a possibility. Why? Because it would have worked so well that we all would have seen how unnecessary complex government programs actually are. There yeah. is the there's there's the rub the answer right there. Yeah. Like we see how we don't need these people. Yeah. We don't need these government programs. No. If the, if a problem can get solved just like that, right. funnel all the funnel this four point eight trillion dollars in eleven months, funnel yeah. it directly to the people affected. Yeah. What I mean, name one government program that it has been a complete and total success, mm. right? I mean, there's not one that you can look at and be like, "Wow, I'm sure glad the government came up with that one." So we have, we have these government programs being created. Mm-hmm. Like, take take a look at the New Deal. We have all these government programs that yeah. were created. Yeah, like Social Security. Like, mm-hmm. um, what was some of the other ones? Like, um. Oh, creating these these government uh, conservation corps, Mu- the mural know, the painting Steagall group act. Um, How much of that money that was put towards, say, social security, actually went to the staff of the social security oh, offices? Right. Yeah, right. Administrative fees. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. Like how much? What percentage? Yeah. I'd like to see in the COVID bill. What percentage is going to administrative yeah. fees for the, these government programs? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and also, I mean, they're continually taking money from the Social Security program to pay for other programs mm-hmm. that they don't have enough money for. Which is probably the pension program they're trying to figure out how to fix right. that they're throwing I COVID mean, money. We, we've known for years that they say, oh, well, Social Security's they're not going to have enough money for certainly me by yeah. the time I retire. Right. right. I mean, but they're going to they keep throwing money at it. And whenever yeah. someone says, well, why don't you just give the money back to the people instead of taking another paycheck? Oh, you want to steal from Social Security? No. You want to rob the old? No, I no, that's not what we want. <laughs> yeah, we're just saying there's better way to ways to do things. And you're of, robbing the old because you keep dipping into the Social Security. <laughs> right, fund. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like back to the administrative fees. What, what did we say? It was like nine billion that went to that. Secretary General or oh, whatever yeah. right, right. for just, auditing, yeah, just, just for auditing. auditing. Yeah, right, the group, right. Nine billion dollars yeah. went to that. Yeah, and it's just like so some guy can audit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's all administrative fees. You know, paperwork, filing. You know, someone sitting at a computer entering numbers. Maybe you know, maybe fifty people sitting at computers entering numbers. I mean, it's you know, it's all. And like this talks about the the swarm of private contractors that are right. involved in this that are probably have pocket oh. hand in pocket deals with the government and like yeah. hey we'll we'll put help push you through to get you elected so yeah. you can make these policies that turn around and you you funnel well, money back to the private and, and there's the federal wage so say that uh, for our jobs you know if the government wants to hire us to do a job for them mm-hmm. they have to pay us federal wages yes which is what twenty Five, five, twenty-six bucks an hour. Yeah, like right, that. right. You know, <laughs> instead of what we would normally would get paid. Companies get screwed. Oh, I've heard real a lot of horror stories. I, I worked for a company that, um, well, when I was in high school, there was they were building this new middle school, 
And um, this company came in that was doing the construction. They hired nobody, like high schoolers, to come lay the gym floor. Mm -hmm. And I was one of them because um, my aunt worked for, like, the counselor of the school. Is that the floor that collapsed? (laughs) No. (laughs) Just laying the boards for the actual, like, basketball court, not the actual, like, (laughs) support for the floor. I just had to, like, lay the boards down is all I did. Like, walk down a row, lay the boards down. The construction guys would come in and, like, nail them down. Mm. They wanted cheap labor. Turns out this was... A government, a government sponsored job. Right. I got a phone call like three, four weeks later from t- who knows who. That was just like, hey, did you do work for this and this? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, they owe you X amount of money. They had to pay me out the ass for that. Really? The same fu- money that they would have paid an oh, actual yeah. professional oh, yeah. to do it because it was a government funded job. Yeah. But that's again the efficiency of the government, though. Mm-hmm. It's just like, why not get the cheap labor right. to just lay boards down? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it worked out well for me, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's just but again back to the private contractors. We're we're not talking about just like private contractors like plumbers and stuff. No. We're talking about like no. Lockheed Martin, like yeah. military right. contractors, yeah. like the ones yeah. that actually have pull in the government. Mm-hmm. A lot of money is funneling back to some of these contractors and oh, yeah. a lot of it comes is um like lobbied through I was bills say, like this. Yep, absolutely. Lobbyists go in, they they get the money for their their, you know, private contractors. I mean, it, it all funnels back around, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's just a hand-in-pocket deal. It's a giant deal. machine. Yeah. Yeah, and if those government agencies go away, then they stop paying the private contractors mm-hmm. that are helping get these people in office. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people lose out. Yeah. Just the richer of the rich. Not yeah. not people like us, but... Yeah. I, I'd be curious to know what percentage of the workforce is federal, like employees. I would be, too. Because I, I bet you it... it is much more than the the private sector. Don't worry, because Joe Biden is hiking the minimum wage for federal employees. Oh yes, did that get pushed through? I don't know. That's a good. I question. know. I know he was. He would. He had said, "Hey, don't worry. Federal employees will get the fifteen dollar minimum." Yeah. Thanks. That's Thank the you important for that. part, right? Yeah. Again, not that I support increasing the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, but the fact that. Hey, I, I'm doing this for the federal employees. It's just like, well, screw the rest of you then. The people that put them in office to begin with. So, yeah, w- we have all this money that just, I mean, you can say whatever you want about how much we need it, but when it more no. than double, like quadruples, he didn't get that passed? No, it didn't pass. Okay. When he more than quadruples the entire New Deal budget, when it is twenty percent higher than the entire yeah. cost of World War Two, you can't point at any part of this virus or p- pandemic or whatever you want to call it and say that this is necessary. Right when yep. you, when you're comparing it to bigger events like <laughs> a major world war, yeah. bigger events like a major depression that had twenty five percent unemployment yeah. and people were like. Um, dying of starvation yeah, and stuff. Right. Like how how do you how do you compare the two and then still justify this amount of ridiculous government spending? Yeah. Again, it'd be better if they did away with a lot of these freaking public um federally sponsored like programs well, <laughs> and took less money from us to begin with. Well, but and if you look at it, okay, so World War II directly led to 
um, well, the establishment of Israel, okay, mm-hmm. who's created all kinds of problems in the Middle East. Uh-huh. Um, it also led to the Cold War against communism, which has created all kinds of problems across the globe with these dictators being put into power, right? The United States has um, created extremist, you know, on the Islamic, Islamic side, right, through that. War on drugs has incre- uh, created a massive incarceration rate, right, and um, systemic racism. Mm-hmm. War on poverty has created a sustained impoverished line, right, and increased in de- dependence on the government. So now the war on COVID, what, what is that going to bring? What, right. what, what new holes are we digging for ourselves with this war on COVID, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that, and that's it. Um, well, a lot of it is pushing towards a different agenda. Oh, yeah, right. On a global level. Absolutely. And the global level is trying to push us to that different agenda. Mm-hmm. And what, what comes with that? Because mm-hmm. how many countries are not going to be on board with this green agenda? Oh, yeah. Well, like I, these sovereign Islamic yeah. nations that we go to war with because right. we want to push our democracy well, on them already? Nations that are dependent on sa- sales of oil, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Russia, China, they don't care about green. So we're going to have to go and <laughs> but, fight but, wars against them to get them <laughs> on. But that's the next thing, that this this war on climate change. They've already talked about it. You know, We know it's been coming. We know it's sitting there. That's the next big crisis, and that's what we're going to have to contend with next. Right. And again... How much money are they going to throw? How many more government programs are they going to build? How many more federal sector jobs are they going to do? And how how many more holes are we digging here? Yeah, I mean that's all it is. We dig dig a hole to fix another hole. Yeah, right. like well, there's a hole over there. We need dirt from it. So dig a hole over there right, to right. put dirt in, to fill dirt in this hole. And we yeah. just made like six holes to fill in this hole. Right. Yeah. And then we got to go fill in those holes. We got to yeah. create six more holes to fill in those yeah. holes. Right. Because the amount of dirt in this hole doesn't fill. Yeah. That whole because, yeah. Yeah, but the, when you have people that have been in office for fifty plus years that are still making these policies, they're still making these policies. They fight the, it, you know, that old uh, uh, saying that every general is fighting the last war. Mm-hmm. Every politician is fighting the last war, yeah. and they've been fighting the same wars for the last fifty years using the same policies. And the only goal in sight is to build the government bigger. Yeah. That's, that's all they care about. That'll solve it. This will solve if if we had more pro, more government had, programs, yeah. we could solve. If we this, had a bigger government and more power, boy, could we fix these problems? <laughs> it's like, what happened to all the programs we already made that were supposed to fix these? <laughs> but problems? people keep voting them in. Yes, nobody has ever said stop. Just go away. It's time to start over. And like you said, it's now come down to. Whichever politician is going to promise the biggest check, right? In and their and, hand. It, and it's right or left. I mean, yeah. they oh, both yeah. they both play the same game. Yeah, you know, it's just like, well, well, what do you got to give to me? Are you going to give me fourteen hundred? Well, he promised me two thousand right. dollars. Or, or th- this guy over here is promising universal basic income. Right. I mean, why wouldn't we want him right. in? Or why, why would free I go to college? Work? Or yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just turned into that shallow fight yeah. of nobody cares what's going on in the background. Just. Yeah. How much money are you going to get? I remember Nancy Pelosi, this was years ago, back when Obama was in office. She said that they would love to get to a place where people were just making a, a basic wage, oh, yeah. did not have to go to work, and they could focus on on art and music and, sure. and their passions. And what a beautiful place the world would be yeah. if that's all they had to do. And that's, that's what they're driving towards right now. That's uh, this universal... Um, collectivist everybody's mm. on the same page oh, yeah. everybody's fighting yeah. the good fight making yeah. the same thing yeah 
That's just, but that's not democracy. No. And it's <laughs> destined to fail. Well, I was going to say, it's a pipe dream. Yeah, it is. So, go, moving over to the green side of this, and like I said, the, the global side, you get a chill there? I did, yeah. Just from the green? It's I, like, I, I think so. It's like, ooh, green. Ooh, yeah. Um, so, this article says, and this is from a more international news source. It's um, SPG, or SPGlobal.com. This says many rich countries lag in efforts to steer COVID nineteen stimulus to green Freaking projects. Rich company, countries, you know, they just ruin everything. They're lagging in their efforts to steer COVID, specifically COVID nineteen stimulus, to green projects. So yeah. again, this is this isn't even like hiding the fact that they <laughs> right? they want yeah. that they're trying to use this at, yeah. to take advantage now, of this. Who's slapping the, the wrist? The UN? Um, I'm not sure who this is. Um, this goes on to say many of the world's largest countries are lagging to use COVID-19 stimulus spending to accelerate the shift towards more sustainable global economy, whether it is to tackle climate change more aggressively, whether it is to tackle, okay, cut pollution or safeguard the world's rainforests and oceans, new research suggests. This pandemic delivered a massive shock that prompted the rich countries to unleash trillions of dollars worth of fiscal stimulus spending on emergency basis to help send a rapid economic seed a rapid economic recovery. The sheer size of spending we also said was also said to offer a, a golden opportunity to dramatically boost investment in climate change and biodiversity projects. However, an analysis of the G20 countries and a further 10 national economies published last week shows that of the total 14.9 trillion in stimulus announced so far, 14.9 trillion, and we've got 4.8 of that. That's <laughs> that's global stimulus yeah, money. We've got 4.8. Um in the total 14.9 trillion announced so far, only 4.6 trillion is being spent on environmentally intensive sectors that tend to have a negative impact on climate, biodiversity, or local air quality. So 4.6 of that 14.9 is actually going to negatively impacting climate. Oh, okay. Uh, such as agriculture, energy, and transport. So, because we're boosting agriculture, energy, and transport, right. we're actually Which negatively... Agriculture feeds people. Yeah. <laughs> transport is to get people to work. A to B, yeah. And energy is to keep people alive. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's negatively in, impacting right. the environment. You know, priorities. Less than $1.8 of the stimulus spending has been green. It says, in the early months of 2020, the Build Back Better mantra got started. So this is mm -hmm. this is a global thing. So right. I, I find it hilarious how they push this as a Joe Biden thing. And we mm -hmm. talked about this, how oh, yeah. this came from a much higher agenda. Oh, yeah. right. But they never came out and said, hey, no. this is a global thing. This is a right. global movement. This was Joe Biden's Build Back Better right. moment. Yeah. And so <laughs> this is coming out and saying, hey— there was the Build Back Better mantra globally. Got started. It says, Executive Director of UK think tank Vivid Economics that performed the analysis with the Finance for Biodiversity Initiative. The idea was that if we're going to build back the economy, let's make it look as we'd like it to look in the long term when it comes to sustainable production and consumption. 
Even with the promise of stimulus dollars, it will challenge it will be a challenge because key areas of the green economy have been hit hard by the pandemic. In December 2020, the number of clean energy jobs was 12% lower than a year earlier, which that's probably every job though, right. not yeah. just green. Translating to about 450,000 jobs lost, according to a February 4th report by New York-based research firm Rhodium Group. Most of the lost jobs were in the energy efficiency sector, such as solar and wind power. And there have been other setbacks in the fight against climate change. For example, while CO2 emissions dropped sharply in the early days, they have bounced back since the second half of 2020 as a global economic recovery took hold. So we shut everything down. CO2 emissions went down. We turned everything back on. They came back. <laughs> Big surprise. That's hard to believe. Voila. In our tracking of stimulus spending in 2020 for the EU, U.S., China, and India, we found that each major economy has taken a different approach to handling the economic fallout of the COVID-19 crisis. It says, however, only EU committed a meaningful amount of its spending to green measures. That's no surprise there. No. Across the EU and its member states, green stimulus spending made up about 15% of the total share, compared to around 1% or less for the U.S., China, and India. That doesn't surprise <laughs> no, me. No, not at all. In some member states like France, the green share was even higher. When was this article written? Um, you don't have to look now. I'm just curious if it was under the Trump administration or the Biden administration. Uh, this was written. It actually doesn't say. There's no date on it, so oh, okay. who knows? <laughs> who really knows when this came out? Now I lost my spot, damn it. I, I told you you didn't have to look. I know, I know. It says, in absolute terms, the EU, EU and its member states have together committed $238 billion to green measures, compared to $40 billion for the U.S., $1.4 billion for China, and only $900 million for India. So here's a nice little graph. I don't know if you can see this. I do. It shows the EU and their green share of the total stimulus, this big old bar here. Uh, versus the U.S., this slightly smaller, or much smaller bar, but then there's China, that's just a little flake, <laughs> and India, which is about the same size as the U.S., and that's a percentage of stimulus. Right. I imagine money. China just, like, executed a bunch of people and said, see, our carbon footprint's smaller. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so that's the percentage of st stimulus money. When it comes to total dollars, you got the EU, which is giant, the U.S., which is not very big. China is a flake. In India, you can't even see that line <laughs> anymore. <laughs> says, one reason that the EU's share is so high is that most of its stimulus spending came from automatic stabilizers that recovered direct income support to households and direct financial assistance to private companies affected by the lockdowns. This freed up the EU to direct more funds towards the green economy. In the U.S., by contrast, congressional debates in the spring and fall of 2020 tried to limit the price tag of emergency spending. So they're blaming... The fact that we didn't spend money on green projects because we limited the price tag on spending. Right. Even though we're spending so much, they're like, well, yeah. they, they, they argued back and forth to limit this price tag when they should have spent far more yeah, money. Right. I'm sure. I mean, come on, they can print it. What's wrong with them? <laughs> it says it, it meant that the green measures were pushed off the table as they were unable to compete with more immediate needs like unemployment insurance and cash for households and small businesses. <laughs> So, yeah, basically it's like well, you should have been in a yeah. bottomless pit of cash to right. throw at this. Yeah. Why did you put such yeah. why did you put a cap on this? Come on. Only 4.8 trillion. <laughs> Come on, guys. Those are rookie numbers. There's no shit.
In the summer of 2020, EU leaders agreed to a package of $1.82 trillion as part of its COVID relief plan in its budget for the next seven years. Seven years. Okay. Seven years of yes. COVID relief budget. That's crazy. That's, but uh, be fair, EU is how many countries? 16, 17 Quite countries? Quite a few more than the U.S. <laughs> right, yeah, which is one country with states that some states are going to be like, no, I don't think so, and other states are, yes, yes, take their money too. Yeah. Goes on to say, um, so that $1.82 trillion for the next seven years for, quote-unquote, COVID release. Relief, for seven years? Seven years for COVID relief. That's not COVID relief. Yeah. That's economic transformation. Absolutely. You, That's all that under is. Under the subheading of COVID relief. Yes. Yeah. Because it says it targets 30% of that money to climate-related projects. Yeah. It is for the first time in European history that our budget will clearly— be clearly linked to our climate ad objectives. That's just it. You're just putting an agenda on it yeah. because, especially here in the United States, I don't know about the EU, if you just put throw a, an honest-to-God climate bill out there, oh, yeah. it's not going to gain traction. No. But if you throw out, dude, we got to save lives, we got to save jobs, yeah. And, yeah. and then we, we got to do this for seven yeah. years. But in the in the meantime, we're also completely yeah. revamping our entire infrastructure. Right. But but again, under the guise of COVID relief, uh, as we read in in the last stimulus, that there is a line in there that that makes kind of a reference to Biden's mm -hmm. executive order for making all our foreign and domestic, you know, green related, you yeah. know, and making that like our our forefront yeah. right there. Yeah, and that, so that uh, that sentence that we saw that was just like this is just the beginning of Biden's economic agenda right yeah right it's like yeah so it's like that that's the goal seven years of spending on covid which is actually green covid should be cure um code for green yeah <laughs> says between december 2020 and february 2021 17 countries improved their score in vivid's greenness of stimulus index so greenness? this is kind of it's it, it's all in quotes this is the GSI is what they're calling it. So now your country is going to be rated on this greenness of stimulus oh index. Oh, my gosh. Like how, yeah. how, how good of a country. Are. Yeah, how, not even just how green you are, but how green your stimulus bill, your COVID stimulus bill is. There is a GSI, greenness of stimulus index. That's true. U.S. saw the largest increase of all with a score that rose 36 points from December of 2020 to February 2021. Why do you think that is? Uh, what Biden happened? In? I was going to say, what <laughs> happened between December right. 2020 February 2021. Yeah. So we saw a greenness of stimulus index jump of 36 points wow. since Biden came Th off. Thank you, Joe Biden, for thank that you. increase in green index. The U.S. improvement partly reflects the $900 billion stimulus bill President Donald Trump signed in 2020, which included money for clean energy and public transit. The U.S. score got even higher boost after Joe Biden signed an executive order in January that significantly amped up action on climate change across a broad swath of industries. Which is what we read. And Well, yeah, that's the whole, like, shutting down the pipelines mm -hmm. and all that stuff that he—all he, yeah. those executive orders he signed. That made us jump in our GSI. Wow. Now, I wonder what his, his goal is for us. It's a, such a virtuous thing that we've it done. It is. I know. However, the Biden administration's current $1.9 trillion plan, making its way through Congress, is expected to have only a modest positive impact on the U.S. score, as most of the funds are aimed at traditional brown industries. Brown. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> gross. So like dirty. the brown, brown note. <laughs> what, what did brown do for you? 
Biden has a far more ambitious pr- proposal in the works. Mm. I didn't know this. There you go. $1.7 trillion climate plan for clean energy and environmental justice. We need to look that up. This is on top of... Why is it other countries know this, but we don't? <laughs> exactly. Why because, are they in the know, but we're they, not? He's trying to increase our green score with the international community. <laughs> our green stimulus. Our GSI. GSI yes. He, he wants Index. to raise our GSI. We need to look that up. What is it called? The Climate Plan for Clean Energy and Environmental Justice. Why are all his bills like eight paragraphs I long? Know, right? well, because he has dementia and he loses track <laughs> of what he's saying. <laughs> the Climate Plan for Clean Energy and Environmental Justice of the Environment <laughs> and the, the green he, he, effect yeah. of the climate in the industry. He, he's like a nine-year-old of, trying to tell a joke. He keeps forgetting his place, so he keeps adding words. <laughs> A complicating factor in the U.S. is the role of the Federal Reserve's asset-buying program to help businesses recover. According to Vivid Economics, the Fed purchased about $587 billion in corporate bonds, or one-tenth of all such transactions, from companies identified as big CO2 emitters, or brown companies. So the problem is the Fed's buying up all these bonds, Mm -hmm. buying up all these assets. Well, they're buying up and funding brown companies large plastic polluters, and those contributing to deforestation of tropical forests. When the Fed buys corporate bonds, they are reinforcing the creditworthiness of companies by helping to keep their cost capital low. By buying this corporate debt without fully understanding and incorporating these environmental risks, the Federal Reserve is essentially mispricing those assets and encouraging the market to misprice those assets as well. So market manipulation is right. bad when it comes to brown companies, but yeah. it's fine when it comes to good companies. Absolutely. If you're solar or wind, it's okay. $1.7 trillion climate plan. We're, we're talking about the $1.9 trillion yes. yeah. COVID bill right. that's right now. Yeah, yeah. We got another $1.7 cl- uh, trillion climate plan coming down the pike. Right. What's that called one more time? I'm sorry. Climate Plan for Clean Energy and Environmental Justice. We're running out of time. I, I know. I'm just for future reference. Didn't get any call-ins tonight. If I missed them, I'm sorry, but I don't think we got any call-ins, which is sad, but that's okay. We have plenty to talk about. What do you all think about, A, this $1.9 trillion, which tax bumps us up to $4.8 trillion worth of covid relief which apparently isn't enough because it's not focusing on green energy what do you all think of this 1.7 trillion climate plan for clean energy that's coming down what does that include what strings are tied to that do you think because that's like straight out of the green new deal i guarantee you yeah they're well they're gonna you know make uh people into food (laughs) (laughs) we don't have enough food we don't want agriculture let's just start farming the people because there's too many people and we don't want to make more food so Um, that is i mean that's that's terrifying to me that another they're going to add another 1.7 trillion what is that (laughs) i mean if that passes in the next two three four months this year at all we're looking at yeah what like three Three point, what would that be? One point seven and one point nine, three point six trillion dollars. Yeah, three point six trillion dollars added in a year if mm. all if all this goes. Yeah. Well, but don't worry because he's going to hike up taxes to pay for it. 
It doesn't fucking matter. No, I know that. Like we said, they're just printing money. It's the, the $4.8 trillion yeah. totaled like $50,000 per American. Yeah. But that's, that's again, that's part of the Great Reset. And then we're going to put another $1.9 trillion. You're, you're talking yeah. like 70 like they're, sixty, seventy thousand dollars per American, right? But remember, the the Fed's going to buy out the debt. They're going to monetize the debt, and they're going to just keep printing money so that they can get this through. Every country is going to print money because the big deal. Who cares about debt when you got to save the planet? That that's that's how well, they're framing it. But when money becomes nothing, oh, I know. Then you should care. Oh, I know that. The more money you print, <laughs> the more it becomes. Nothing. But to you and I, that matters. But to the government, who their solution is, well, don't worry, we'll just subsidize milk for you. You just, you know, everybody will be on, on government-subsidized food plans. But I don't like skim milk. Are they going <laughs> to subsidize me skim milk? No, I, it'll be powdered milk. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be real milk <laughs> no, because that would be, be agriculture. No. Right, and and that produces green gas. CO2 so, gas because the cow's yes, part. It's got to be powdered milk. It's got to be artificial or almond milk. Yes. Got to milk and, those and, almonds. And your milk is going to, your meat's going to be soy. Or, yeah, it's going to be um, no grown meat that's yes. grown in a lab. Because ultimately, if you want a high GSI, you cannot have red meat. That's probably true. Yes. So it, we're, we're, it's going to be a freaking rebellion. And the everybody's going to civil war because I'm not going to eat subsidized fake meat. Or fake milk. I don't drink <laughs> or milk. Or drink f- fake milk. I my mom. I don't drink milk. Growing up, my mom, when she was a health nut, she made me drink powdered milk. Ugh. It was the worst. I mean, it was abuse. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that's all there was. Children to. should be taken from their parents for being forced to drink yes, powdered milk. Yes, absolutely. And soy burgers. Yes. They should oh. be. They should be forced out of their homes. They should. Anyway, we got way <laughs> off. We've got a lot that just came down, and we've got a lot that's coming down. Yeah. A lot of money yes. and a lot of big things. And you can say all you want. This doesn't even compare to the great the 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 New Deal mm-hmm. because there were articles that were just like, oh, people are comparing this to FDR because of his like aggressive like first right, months right, and yeah. how FDR came yeah. in swinging, how full revolutionary swing. this is. But it, it, they were like, well, it it's going to be a disappointment for those people that are getting their hopes up because yeah. it's going to fade out for for Biden. He's not going to like have no. that drive. Yeah. Well, and, and a couple things is. Again, you know, this new green deal that uh, Biden's got coming out that'll probably be out again. I'm calling mid middle of summer. Mm-hmm. They're just going to throw more money at people so people don't actually look into what's going on and see that their jobs are probably going to be phased out. Mm-hmm. And the second one is there are a number of historical scholars. I don't consider myself a historical scholar, but I do read my history that think everything in the New Deal screwed the country up and screwed the economy up worse than what it would have been if they just would have left shit alone. And that's exactly what's going to happen with this. Right, exactly, exactly. Look at the fucking numbers for COVID. Yeah. You had, like we mentioned, like 14% um, unemployment. Right. At at its height, which was maybe a month. I mean, yeah, there was some stimulus injected in there, but I think on their own it would have bounced back. Yeah. It wouldn't even got there if it was yeah. just left and to And its that own was devices. primarily in states like California and New York who did uh, total shut shutdowns. Down, yeah. Right. But it's back down to six now without right. before yeah. the one point nine trillion dollars yeah. got injected right. into it. So 
Yeah. You leave it alone. It'll yeah, exactly. come back. The, yes. The, the, but the, that's not what they want. They don't no. want it to return. They to don't that. want it to come back. No, they want you dependent on the government. Yes. And so that they can keep giving you money. You'll need them. Mm-hmm. And that's the way, you know. We are out of time. We are absolutely out of time. And I just felt like we were digging in. We were. Maybe we should dug in Sooner. over the last two and a half hours. <laughs> yes. No, I feel well, like it we took really... a while to build our case. No, I, we we got there. We we definitely dug into a lot of shit here between the stimulus bill, yeah. between um, the other nations, yeah, and push trying to push us to spend more money. <laughs> so, but bottom line is there's a history of this shit that ha- is going on. Right. Biden's going to try to push a lot of it this year. Uh, I feel like the next 2 years Biden has to get is going to try to push a lot before they lose the house and senate. Sure. And I think just in the next 6 months he's because look at his oh, yeah. rate of executive orders. Oh yeah. And look right. at the speed like we talked in the weekend wrap up, the speed that they shoved are shoving through like gun, oh, yeah. gun laws. Oh, the speed yeah. that they're shoving yeah. through they're, stimulus bills, climate yeah. bills. They're being very aggressive trying to get things through. And yeah. um what, what before people can catch their breath, because mm-hmm. we're all still like wheezing from oh the the horrible things that Trump did. So oh, people yeah. are trying to catch their breath well, from yeah. all that. And, and then the other side, I mean <laughs> the very far right, they still think Trump's got a secret plan up his sleeve. <laughs> Right. Well, you just wait. Yeah. You wait. Uh, while you're thinking that, yes. look at all these bills that are right. being shoved. Yeah. Shoved in our faces. And, and the ultimate goal is 2030. Oh, green. Yes. That is that is the ultimate goal. Everything that is happening that has been happening under Biden that is happening, it's all for 2030. Which is total control, basically. Total it's not control. just green. It's total control. It's total control. That's the end game. Yes. We're gonna get out of here. Check us out on social media. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. Check us out on social media, all over social media. We're on Facebook, Parler, Twitter, theantinewslive.com. Make sure you check that out. Um, RYM Coffee, one more time. Coffee Fix. Hit your coffee fix, rymcoffee.com. Um, run your mouth coffee. Enter the promo code, break the bell, and get 10% off and free shipping. Otherwise, um, we'll be doing this again live next week, hopefully without the hiccups that we had in the beginning this time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll be adjusted by then. Yes, and then... Saturday, weekend wrap-up. Yes. Get back here for the weekend wrap-up on s- or Sundays when we release that. Yes. We record it Saturday. Yes. Sunday. This so weekend. You see it on Sunday. Sometime this weekend, the weekend wrap-up. Just stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go now before we screw this up anymore. <laughs> Have a great week. Um, never stop talking. Share this shit around. Um, if you're a little bit scared about this, share it with somebody else because this is a big deal. And yeah. we gotta we got to spread this around. Otherwise, this stuff is going to keep being thrown at us. And yeah. We're not even going to know it. And the country is going to be a completely different country within the next couple of years. Before you know it. Yeah. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you back here uh, this weekend. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking.